Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcast. You know, I don't like to con- 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 sorry con- compare myself to because uh, I was going to try to spell before I spoke a C O U G H drop. Uh, also, I'm not exactly sure if mentholiptus is soothing. I don't. I mean, cooling. I, I get. Uh, maybe that's what they say. Maybe they don't say soothing. I'd like to be like if you need cool. I'll let you know. As I say, I, I'm not as cool as the other side of the pillow, but I strive to be. And uh, maybe not as cool. You know, I can't cool your. I don't think mentholiptus can cool the other side of your pillow. But if it could, uh, it would. It would be great if it could. I mean, I guess you'd probably have to buy. You'd say, well, then I have to buy mentholiptus in bulk. Uh, and I'm not even sure what it is, other than. Uh, you know, something that's on, like in those drops, you know, that's because I have those before. Anyway, what am I talking about? Well, I'd like to be soothing and a little bit cooling or warming, uh, breezy, easy, and definitely cheesy because it's safe <laughs> for sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble uh, staying asleep? Uh, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about, things on your mind, you know, something past, present, future. Or all of them, which is normal for me uh, to have that. Uh, so thoughts, uh, physical sensations, you know, anything physical coming up for you, or your know, feelings, any emotions, even if they're, you know, like uh, how did uh, this is not a tangent? I thought I'd go on this early, but uh, I was going to say, like, even if it's a like a low grade emo- emotion, like you just kind of sense it. But then I was thinking of other things that people say are low grade. And I said, did that ever, does that ever, like, they say, what the heck you calling, who are you calling low grade, man? Like, just because I'm just uh, 0.2 degrees above normal, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to, like, do the, talk about it without talking about that. But uh, really, like, uh, what's a low grade emotion? Like you'd say, dis- let me get, let's, we'll return to this. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you could set aside, oh, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations. Yeah, whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is to have this uh, safe place to set aside here, uh, carved out, built, uh, constructed, uh, organic. There's parts that are organic, uh, there's parts that are 100%. A freeform, holy moly. If I showed you the new freeform section of safe place I have here, oh, you're interested in an imaginary safe place. Oh, boy, do I. Oh, boy. You really have good taste. I do have plenty of imaginary. In some sense, it creates a real sense, though. That's my goal. So I'm going to try to create a safe place by sending my voice across the deep, dark night using lulling, soothing, a creaky dulcet tones, a creaky and dulcet, uh, which is not for everybody. So if it's, you know, just kind of see how it goes if you're new. 
Yeah, what was I? What was I going to talk about? I already forgot. Uh, seriously, I, like, uh, didn't I just interview somebody or something? Like, uh, and I said, "Oh, I'll come back to that." Oh, low grade. Thank you. So, oh, uh, so I'm going to send my voice through lowing, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. So, you know, you just got a couple of those so super or superfluous tangents. Uh, you know, just us, us, ums, holy cow, filler words. You know, I take the filler words, I put them in one of those, I, I pipe the, I pipe in the filler words, uh, via old pipe organ and like one of those, a pastry pipe or whatever they call that, uh, that a baker has. You see, and, oh no, and pipettes, but, but I don't know what that is, but yeah, I have one of those big poofy things you'd see a pastry chef or, uh a dessert chef or a baker. Yeah. You, oh yeah. Just like a cream puff. I have that with piped in music, uh, but in this case, it's uh what did I say? I was piping in uh, creaky dulcet. Oh, pointless meanders, all those things. Oh, filler words. Yeah. I'm I, sorry. I, I, so, I'm so full of filler words. I've been, you know, I've been eating my own filler. <laughs> I said, geez, I guess, you know, it's tough to make these puffs full, of, puff them up full of filler words and not, you know, have a little taste, especially when I'm piping in extra filler words over what once was pipe organs. Also, pneumatic tubes constantly delivering me extra filler words. Uh, if you could see me, I think, I don't know, it's probably been a scene in a movie before, maybe Brazil, I don't know. Uh, where there's a person in a small cubicle-like thing, uh, full of pneumatic tubes, uh, and they're just reaching in. That's that's where I get some of my filler words. They say, "Oh boy, that just popped in." Oshkosh Bagash just came up through this other one. Okay, so I'm gonna use some filler words. I already forgot what I was supposed to go. Oh, low grade. Okay, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, so I could give low grade the the due it deserves. Finally. I mean, low grade just told me if there was a degree of difficulty, there wouldn't be a degree of difficulty without low grade. Am I right or am I right? So, okay, where was I? So if you're new, welcome. Nonsense has already started. This podcast is seriously uh, strange and goofy. And here's a couple of things to know. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. And I hope I can take your mind off stuff and help you fall asleep. Like I said, it doesn't work for everybody, but kind of see how it goes. This podcast is best consumed with a, with a vacant stare, I guess I'd say. How is this best consumed, Scoots? Can you think of another metaphor? And I'd say, yeah, like a vacant stare. You say, huh. Well, you know, maybe your jaw is not a... You know, your jaw is just a little bit... You're hanging your jaw a little. you got a vacant stare. And ideally, you're getting comfortable and you're saying, I'm not exactly sure what this person is talking about or if they're making any sense or if they even know the proper usage of low grade. You know, other than, yeah, hardy, hard, hard descriptor of the, you know, low grade comedy. That's what we have here. You'd say, okay, what's where's zero on the comedy scale? Okay, now just to... Get get out the most sensitive oscilloscope you have. In this case, it's an oscilloscope, of course. But, uh, okay, Scoots is just, oh, no. Go get the one from Bern, Switzerland, because that's more sensitive. Also, I prefer oscilloscopes that use a metric system, not a, 
whatever that is, uh, knee chuckles or hard or hardy horrors. Uh, oh, that is the one from Burn. Okay, so how many? Okay, so Scoots is a point zero 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 one horror. He hasn't even gotten to a hardy har. He's just at a. Okay, well that's yeah, that's probably a low, that's a low grade humor then. Oh, it falls out of the standard deviation. Oh, bummer. Anyway, so if you're new, just maybe like passively consume this podcast. It's here to keep you company as you drift off. Now, structurally, what to expect, even though we're partially into the structure, the uh, show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody. It's just the, the engaged listeners supporting the sponsors or supporting the show. So that's super cool. Uh, that the most engaged people keep the podcast free for everybody. Uh, then there's an intro. Now, the intro is about 12 to 18 minutes of me rambling. I mean, wh- why, uh, you know, tr- barely registering on an oscilloscope, which doesn't exist. Oh, also, everybody at the Hagen and Burn, save your letters. You know, I've got, I've got, I've got plenty of them. You've already sent me a few. You, you don't, you don't really need to rephrase it. Uh, uh, you know, that's great. I understand. I'm misusing everything. I get it. I just want—I just want to burn and the Hague to get your due for measurements and uh, standardizations. Oh, that's just oh, okay, yeah. For and for being referred to in ways that really don't. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Can I relate to your uh, destinations without actually? I realize that there are other destinations. I am not. I am not made like a Swiss watch. What can I say? I barely because you saw it. You just ran me through an oscilloscope, and I barely even registered a har. Okay, let me get back. Excuse me, uh, representatives. Uh, uh, okay, so, so okay. What was I saying? Oh, the intro. So there's an intro to the show that kind of just goes on and on and on and on. And the idea behind it is it eases you into bedtime. So a small percentage of listeners just skip ahead to like 20, 18 to 20 minutes and listen there. And then the rest of the listeners, they kind of just figure out what works for them. Some people are listening as they're getting ready for bed. Some people get into bed and ease into bedtime. You know, I'm, I'm a foam roll. I've been trying to foam roll. And, you know, no, not, not make this about me, but uh, I don't listen to the podcast. But if I did... Maybe I'd do it while I was foam rolling. There's a t- un- that was an unnecessary tangent, but uh, just an idea. Like, so of different ways you can use the show. So there's an intro. It's 18 minutes of me just rambling and explaining what the podcast is to help you get ready for bed. And uh, some people fall asleep during it. So that's the intro. Uh, then we'll have a bedtime story. Tonight it'll be like a TV recap style episode. And, but it, you say it'll be very, uh, meander filled and oh, so many details uh, that, uh, you, you won't really, don't worry. That's what I'm saying. And then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. This is a podcast you really don't need to listen to. I think you figured that out. If you say, okay, low grade, I, I'm sent as far as uh, making sense. I wouldn't say low-grade sensibility, because that definitely sounds like it means something else. But compre- comprehensibility, I'd say low-grade. And then, so this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. The other thing is you don't need to fall, no pressure to fall asleep. You can fall asleep. Uh, that's why I'm here. 
But if you can't, I'm here to keep you company to the very end or all night, you know, with episode after episode after episode if you need it. So that's uh, that's how the structure of the show, uh, kind of the things you don't need to listen, no pressure, fall asleep. I make the show because I believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, just like with this intro, I believe the, the term low-grade dessert, you say, okay, I guess I'm pr- maybe I'm the only one that was, maybe this is like a case of me, you know, projecting onto me. Maybe I'm the only one that says low-grade in a disdainful way. Actually, that's not true. I would hear it in a disdainful way because I wouldn't want to go to school. So that would be a word for me when they'd say it's low grade. I'd say, no, 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 no. Please don't say low grade. That means I probably have to go to school. Uh, but here's the thing. If you go running and you're dealing with a low grade, that's good news. I mean, not as as uh, something being flat, but it means, oh, that's, I mean, that's kind of really, I'm not even kidding. I just realized this. Uh, my whole story, my life is low grade. This is another word we're going to use soft power to take back. I'm going to get, maybe one day I'll get a t-shirt that says, I don't know if it'll say hashtag low grade living, uh, but really I, I, my progress in life has been, not always been progress, but when you look at it over uh, the course of uh, thus far, it's a low grade. And I say, well, I'm making low grade progress. Because I don't have the ability to run up, you know, to, to, to do any hill grade or mountain grade progress. That's just not uh, my style. Low grade living. Was that a song by, uh, who was the dad in that movie about, uh, that I can't say the name of, uh, Hoyt Atkins? Was he a country singer? Was Is that a real person? Uh, did he ever have a country song, low grade living? In celebrating, let's celebrate low grade living. Also, spoiler alert, I had very low grades when I was in school. Uh, I told my daughter that uh, I think this was started in middle school or high school, like uh, that they they had they changed the grading at some point because they said, "Well, we're not going to give kids any grades below fifty out of a hundred anymore." I don't know if it's just because of me. But uh, like, because I, I was consecutively in a couple subjects uh, scoring less than uh, fifty, and that does not look good on a report card. You'd say, "Well, that's a low, that's a low grade report card." I'm only laughing now because uh, it, there's just such truth buried in this. Uh, like when you're a kid, you don't realize how wonderful it is. Uh, uh, but when you're an adult, you say, "Man, if I would have known then." that my low grades were just the start of low-grade living, which one day I would view as positive. Slow and steady progress. Okay, so somebody blocked the, some part of my brain that's more comprehensible just told me, yeah, that's a fancier way of saying it, but I like low-grade living. One, I guess slow and steady and low-grade living have uh, a kind of, you know, they have a nice uh, sing-song quality to them. You know, slow and steady low-grade living, plus it has that living. So you say, oh, yeah, that's got a, you know, that's got a feel for it, man. Anyway, I don't even know where I was, but I just want you to know that uh, if, you, if you're if you the term, if you're out there trying to get to bed and you just happen to be the term low-grade, I love you, man. And if you feel low-grade at all, I love you, really. I mean, this is why I make the show. I mean, that was real joy in my voice, sort of thinking about something that, uh, you might say, well, that might not, might not have been so great at the time. 
but really it, it, uh, it made me the person I am today. Like, uh, who would have known? And also to know, yeah, yeah, sometimes we'll have some good positive, uh, you know, we, we do climb hills. Don't worry. But, uh, most of my living is low grade. And I, I think it, like, if I could keep it that way, if I could keep it that, I mean, that's how you keep putting podcasts out anyway. That one is slow and steady. Though I would like to know, you know, that's the rabbit in the hair, whatever, the tortoise in the hair. The rabbit in the hair, that's funny too. So I'm here to help. If you're new, this might, like, uh, this is kind of pretty much what's, uh, this is a little bit more intimate than a normal intro, but not by much. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. As I said, you do deserve a good night's sleep, and if I can help in any way, it would be my honor. If I could help, you know, get you some rest so you can get back to that low-grade living tomorrow. Because, you know, when you can't sleep, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Or you feel like that, uh, when I, the way I used to use low-grade, you know, just hours ago. I guess I'll be honest, I was using it as a pejorative term. You know, just about the things I was referring to. Like a low-grade cardboard, maybe. I don't know if I've said that, but probably, maybe I have. But not anymore. I'll be holding it above my head, running out in the street shirtless, uh, saying, this is low-grade thingamajig. Hooray. Part of my, oh, look at this T-shirt falling apart on me. It's That says, a low. it used to say low-grade living, but it, uh, no, that would be different than low-grade. Anyway, I'm, I hope I can provide you high-quality uh, lulls and distractions, but at a slow and steady rate. Uh, I'm glad you're here. I work very hard at Uraninish Drive, and I really want to uh, help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by, and here's a couple of ways to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, welcome back to A Good Place to Sleep or The Good Place to Sleep or Our Good Place Coverage. Uh, now, for those of us that are casual viewers, this will be our last season. Uh, but for Sleep With Me, eventually we'll cover season two, which we never did cover of The Good Place. But uh, I wouldn't say it's a bittersweet sweet feeling yet. Bittersweat, old, the old bittersweat. It was, I wouldn't say it's bittersweet or that I have bittersweat. Uh, because who, who ta- well, okay, who has tasted their own sweat? Uh, but so because, uh, you know, we still have plenty of episodes and, you know, we're still in the anticipatory return to our relationship and what's going to happen with these characters and our love for them over the next, uh, whatever, 12 to 14 or so episodes. I think usually it's 12 or 13. Uh, so I think this is supposed to be a two-part episode uh, spread over two weeks, which is a little different. Uh, then sometimes they do uh, two two episodes in a row. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, tonight we'll be covering... Uh, so, okay, so and just in case you're, you're listening and you're wondering about our Good Place coverage this season, and, you know, I'm always open to feedback from listeners, so I did learn from last Good Place season and the GOT season, that it is better to spread the TV recap episodes out as in the regular, instead of doing every week. That's a little bit too much for some listeners. So it will be every third episode will be a good place recap uh, during the, you know, the fall half of the season and then during the spring half of the season or the winter half of the season. 
So it basically means that every third episode will be good place coverage, and some of those will end up falling on like two episode episode episodes will recover two episodes, and some will cover one. And then tonight we may cover the like webisodes, um, depending on our time. But it's good to be back. I mean, who you know? Of course, you can't say any more than it is good to be back. Uh, I guess back in the good place. And this, so this is episode one. It's uh, called A Girl from Arizona, part one. And it opens with a recap that I'm going to start watching now once I figure out how to turn my volume off and uh, how to press play here. So it opens previously on the good place. We've got, uh, when I'm watching it on mute, we have uh, uh, Michael and uh, Janet on a couch. They're at Mindy St. Clair's. Michael is playing with his ear. The judge is talking. Uh, Derek and uh, Jason in the good place. Lemon in a glass. Uh, uh, Sean. Michael standing up in his office. Uh, Sean and Michael. Michael on the floor. Uh, John, one of our new residents, uh, Eleanor in a rainbow shirt, uh, John and Tahani, Simone, uh, Chidi, Chidi, and Eleanor, uh, Chidi arriving at the good place. So that's, um, oh, and Eleanor has the same shirt on, FYI. Uh, so holy, what do they call that job? Uh, that Somebody has to keep an eye on that. Oh, no, she's in a rainbow shirt. Oh, no, now she's welcoming Chidi. She's in a striped uh, button-down shirt. Like, I don't know. Are all button-down shirts Oxfords or only the ones? Uh, but she's in a, sh- a nice striped, uh, like, kind of a maroon. A very, uh, I'd say, like, on the, like a business casual type button-down short sleeve shirt. Very good for the weather and the good place, which seems to be a Mediterranean climate. Or Los Angelian climate. Uh, so, okay, so, well, where was it? Okay, so that was on mute. Let me see what I wrote down when I was actually listening. Recap, oh, go, the judge goes over the rules. Janet Babies, uh, bad place. Uh, four, we get to pick uh, the four new residents. Oh, Derek and Jason are standing in front of a Knish from a Rose, which was the name of a Knish place. Uh, Another great, such great writing. It took me, so there's one in this episode. Knish from a rose I got right away. But there was one, it took me two, two and a half watches to get the pun. And if you're a good place writer or watcher, you know which one I'm talking. Or maybe you don't, you don't. Uh, and they said, well, we thought Knish from a rose would uh, trip you and seal up. And I'd say, well... Maybe I can't speak for Seal, but uh, I could see Seal singing that to me over a can, you know, sharing a canish with Seal. Okay, so then they talk about the stakes uh, for this season. Michael suit gets mentioned. Uh, John and Tahani, Simone and Chidi. Uh, then Chidi, oh, this is when Chidi says, "You got to reboot me," and then Eleanor says, "Hi, Chidi." Uh, then. And he puts stars next to this, cause, so then it opens, the episode begins, and it's Eleanor's face uh, talking. She She's just really, really, uh, Kristen Bell uh, at her best, uh, just listening to Chidi talk and her kind of reacting. 
and breathing and going through the series of emotions as Chidi's amazed at the good place. Really, uh, uh, says all, you know, so much war, but it's like a condition from a rose. Uh, and then, you know, right within the first minute, we see that pun. But first, Chidi says, wow, wow. Uh, so, so happy. Wow. Uh, perfect. This place is, this place is perfect. Uh, uh, he likes how clean it is. Uh, they're standing in front of lasagna. Lasagna come out tomorrow. Which is a little easier to figure out when you say it out loud. But when you're reading it, I say, well, first of all, it says lasagna. And then come out and come and out are a little bit smaller. And then tomorrow. And then I, of course, for me, you know, I'm, this is my job. So I say, okay, is every, is it a new thing? And this good place reboot is everything is lasagna. You're going to have to pay attention to that, Scoot. I say, little Scoots, get over here. He says, yeah, 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 boss. Uh, what do you need? I need you to keep an eye on lasagna restaurants and other lasagna-based puns. Okay, you got it, boss. I'm on it. Uh, what, okay. Uh, lasagna will come out tomorrow, boss. It's, uh, some, you know, and I say, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, keep an eye out for other ones, please. You know, boss, I'm not sure this is all lasagna themed. Oh, boy, really? Well, that's going to make uh, Then I'm going to have to find another assistant for the other stores and restaurants. Yeah, well, uh, okay, so then, so okay, sorry, I got to get back to the episode. Uh, so, where was it? Okay, so we just say 100% perfect, a new home, uh, flavor. What does that say? Flavor to Crown Town uh, books. Uh, oh, floor to ceiling books. Uh, so, so Eleanor, she, also Eleanor has a clipboard. I, I forgot to put that in my notes. I think that is important to me. Uh, but they go to Chidi's home, and he has floor-to-ceiling books, a library, kind of a cheap Picasso, or cheap-looking Picasso painting over the hearth or hearth, uh, and then books and uh, reading lights. Uh, love a good, love these. They're so good for reading. That was one of the jokes I actually quote. I don't like quoting all the good jokes. Um, okay, so good for reading, weak Picasso style, above the fireplace, uh, Chidi gets a book, is Soar's Hammer, it's the, uh, Critique of Reason by Immanuel Kant, also there's kind of like a coffee nook in the background, I think it's to the left, uh, or a drink nook, even though it's a library, and there's no sink, that's what I always wonder about these drink nooks that don't have, that are in a room, without proper plumbing but, but i guess with the um uh, in a good place it doesn't make a difference but so there's like a coffee it was a french press uh which is what i use uh you know not to compare myself with the good place or cheaty but uh there's also like uh those uh, like a uh, like a big jar or cup with sticks in it and i said are those are sticks you put in like a liquid and they're supposed to smell good I, for for a while, I forgot their name, and then my brain just said infusion sticks, and I said, no, but they're called diffusion or diffuser sticks or something. In my notes, it put smelling sticks, question mark, which are probably a different thing. Uh, or it could be pasta, which would make even less sense. Uh, number one, Dre. 
I don't know what that means. Let me go back here. Number one, Dre. Uh, oh, I think that's Chidi's number one dream was to be able to get a book like Thor's Hammer. And he says, geez, Eleanor says, well, geez, welcome to the good place. And then Chidi says, you know what? I forgot your name and all of this. Uh, and again, really Kristen Bell at top form because uh, she says, Eleanor, uh, he goes, oh, I'll never forget that. Uh, and she goes, you might. Uh, like, it's just a great awkward moment. Uh, then a kind of an inadvertent awkwardness for me because she walks right into the good place, you know, the main office, Michael's office, uh, like she was walking out of the room with Chidi. But I guess it's because it exists in the non, you know, different time space continuum. This would be possible because Tahani's there, her hands on her chest, uh, Jason, uh, Michael. Let me see. I don't know if, um, Janet's there, but everyone's like waiting for her feeling, you know, they know she's in love, you know, they're, well, they used to both be in love with one another, you know, but now it's uh, more of a one way thing. And she has a little bit of a frown. Oh, Janet is there. Her hands are clasped uh, with a look of concern. Michael's hands are in his pockets. Uh, uh, everyone goes, Tahani gives her big a hug. Uh, Jason joins the hug. Michael says, oof, uh, I, I mean, uh, cool, foof, uh, or something. He's wearing a gray jacket, or like a plaid jacket, like a subtle gray plaid, I believe. Uh, like a navy to slate pocket square. And then his tie has kind of like a black or navy background with uh, different like uh, blue and pinkish uh, flowers or uh, polka dots or something, or, you know, another uh, type of print. Oh, no, turquoise in, uh, I don't know if it's like more of a, light, light, I don't know, tough to describe the color pink with my limited book. You know, I guess hot pink, hot pink and turquoise. Uh, I could square with uh, flowers, question mark. Next, uh, Next residents on their way in six minutes. Uh, Michael makes a speech, uh, uh, which it feels uh, something to something. Uh, he says, Jesus, this is really, he really tries to make this big speech to get everyone pumped up. Uh, we're inspired, incredibly inspired, destined for success, I think maybe he says. Uh, after someone says, oh, geez, I feel, oh, I, guess, oh, I realize everyone feels uh, D-O-double-M-E-D and uh, destined for not good, but I think we're destined for success. Uh, but then they do this parallel thing with Sean at the BAD place, uh, who's in a conference room. And he goes, geez, I'm so proud of all of you. you all of you bad place workers, S to the U to the C to the K. And I wanted to, then Michael goes back. Let's look at our team here. Tahani, smart, sophisticated. Yeah, told me to get rid of my goatee. Uh, then we go back to Sean, who points out Bamba John and Val. You're great. You're two two great workers that were in the webisodes. Or I don't know if that's a word they call them anymore. Bonus bonus digital content. Uh, uh, then he says, Janet, you, she could do everything. She made all the people. She goes, oh, they're not people. Like all the residents of the good place. Uh, 
He goes, me? I had a setback. Setbacks are set up for a comeback uh, a while ago. Then some classic humor with Jason. <laughs> he, gets, he says, Jason, who can... Uh, uh, and he goes, our fearless leader, the pride of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and he points out Eleanor, who says, actually, uh, the statue of Alice Cooper is the um, uh, pride of Arizona. Uh, with this team, you know, who could like to think, uh, and then something about the bad place, uh, believe it or not, the show's already in front of me somehow, but, uh, oh, they sing the 187, then they go to the bad place, they say, hey, let's sing our special song, uh, 1877, the, the, a song you hear on like a lot of sports shows on radio. Uh, so I don't want to get that caught in your head. Then there's the green, the good place, chapter 40. Yeah, so we're at chapter 40, 40 episodes. And then, uh, we have Eleanor, uh, like in, uh, now she's gone from cash uh, to full, uh, she's in a suit in, in Michael's, geez, you look professional, uh, serious, something, a serious team leader. And she kind of does like an Angie Harmon essay. She goes, like, pretends she's on one of those shows with the dun dun. Yeah, and she says, I've never seen it, but it was really funny. Uh, and the first new resident we get to meet here is Linda, who's in Lavender. I don't know if it's a cardigan, because I don't know what a cardigan is. I mean, I know a cardigan is a sweater, but I don't know what sweater is a cardigan. Uh, but you know, I think that's a cardigan, but I don't know, but it's lavender. It looks like very comfy and Linda's like, uh, uh, so always says that's nice. Uh, she's like a bit like scoots. She goes, that's nice. Uh, there's also no sand in the top of Eleanor's hourglass. And it's not a figurative statement. That was actually something I observed. Uh, they say, geez, Linda, what are you looking for? What do you want to, she goes, is there a fitness center? And they go, there can be. And so, so Linda's priority is, uh, oh, I just saw another sign. I paused it. Uh, yogurt acres, uh, yogurt acres, yogurt acres. I don't know if I get the pun, but a few hours from now I will. When that pun brain gets back to me, wakes up from they say, Oh, sorry, boss, I was out looking for the lasagna puns. Uh, yogurt acres. Uh, you don't get it, boss? And I say, No. And they say, Don't worry, when you're walking the dog later, you'll get it. Okay, where was I? Fitness center. They say, Linda, this is a good place. This is paradise. She goes, That's nice. I like that. And then they're in the good place, town square. I wonder if, uh, you know, Universal Studios is going to preserve this as a good place town square. I mean, I know it's a working studio. It would be cool for a while to just have it. They say, imagine 20 years from now, they say, well, this used to be the European area, but it became the good place. You know, could you just cancel all the movies and TV shows to be planned there for the next 20 years? It'd be great for me. And my daughter and all the Good Place fans. I uh, also love to just hang there uh, before they undo it. I don't know if they're done shooting all the episodes of the... I don't know if they're done filming all the episodes of the Good Place or not. Okay, so they're in the Good Place for touring with uh, who's Linda. 
They say, who is she? Uh, they say, she's, she's boring. More boring than neutral Janet, Michael says, but, you know, not, not as boring, you know, but he mentions disco Janet, who is wild. Then they say, Janet, then she says, Eleanor says, great idea. Janet, meet Linda. Linda, what do you want? Janet can do anything. Uh, for example, she could make a baby elephant of pure light that tells the secrets of the world. And then a baby elephant made of pure light appears. Uh, and uh, uh, Linda says, I'd like a peppermint. Which at first I braced myself for some sort of... Uh, genie type surprise and then i said well what does she mean a peppermint at first i didn't even have any idea to be honest what a peppermint was because it was too non-specific i said well would you bring her a peppermint and luckily janet's you know all knowing but if i was in that position i'd say well like a, i guess i would ask a, like a query i'd say a peppermint plant or something peppermint flavored do you want it to taste like actual peppermint or, or you know, the, the peppermint we're all familiar with or peppermint extracts, uh, peppermint patty, or do you want someone named, do you want actual peppermint patty or a peppermint, or what about a junior mint, uh, or something else? I don't know. What, anyway, Linda, which of those, uh, but Janet brings her a peppermint candy wrapped, uh, which is, you know, very uh, c- conscientious of Janet because she could have brought it unwrapped in her palm. Uh, also, uh, while this is paused, uh, they're, so they're in the town square at the pl- moment I'm paused at, in front of Yogurt Acres, uh, which has an outdoor cafe. And then to the left of it is an outdoor cafe where there's two people sharing a, a drinks and talking. And then on the right side of the screen are two gentlemen talking. One is holding a soccer ball behind his back. And there's a lot of uh, quality. What are those things called? Parasols? What are those those things? Uh, Umbrella, I know they call them. But there's like a light blue, sky blue umbrellas. And then like, and then it's not turquoise, but some other color. I'm not sure. Okay, so uh, let's see. So... Yeah, I guess I was off traffic with all that background stuff. But Alice Cooper opening. Oh, no, I'm on the wrong page of my notes. That's why. Disco Janet. Baby. Okay, so then they cut to commercial. That, that was actually a good place for me to get lost. Uh, let's see. Janet waves. Uh, they introduce. They do the baby elephant made of perfect light uh, who tells secrets of the universe. That goes to an ad. Then we meet, uh, I guess I'll have to go on another tangent. So we meet uh, Brent Norwalk uh, from Norwalk Materials. He's wearing like a Cool Max uh, polo shirt, uh, khakis with a khaki webbed belt. Uh, and Brent is, uh, as we call him gently on the podcast, a splainer. Uh, and he's, I mean, like, I think this, where I feel like this season is going is really, uh, it shows the, the uh, well, we'll see. I mean, sometimes I'm a bit of a Pollyanna, you know, and I get too excited. But I say, wow, could this show really, in some compassionate, empathetic, and humorous way, you know, try to bridge everything that's going on? I'd like to say, okay, like, uh, this is what we share. 
this, I don't know. So I think I'm really, it makes me actually more excited about the season. I mean, I think it's a definite tightrope because uh, it's hard enough for me to talk about it in a, a thing. But I think it like say, hey, are we able to talk to one another? Because we're all humans again. And, or, or I don't know where things are going. Uh, but Brent definitely represents uh, one point of one style of communication and self awareness, I would say. Uh, like uh, that kind of splainers tend to represent, which is so he blinks, he frowns, he smiles. Uh, and then uh, Eleanor says, Brent Norwalk. Uh, and uh, let's see, did I already put S U C K S? No. Uh, like, uh, there's no something after good place. What does that mean? Yeah, but he gets called into Eleanor's office, uh, and yeah, I guess I, maybe they already said that, uh, yeah. Oh, so, uh, oh, wait a second. They say, oh, no socks. Brent doesn't have any socks on, or he has like ankle socks with the khakis or something because he couldn't see. But they see, he says, where am I anyway? And they say, well, you're in the good place. I notice he touched his nose. Uh, and uh, I think it's like, uh, I don't know. I think it was very revealing. Where is this? What is this place anyway? And they say, oh, you're in the good place. Uh, he touches his, he br- brushes the underside of his nose. Uh, I don't know if that's a tell or just really fixated on it. I mean, if it was, either way, it's good acting, I guess. Uh, uh, he likes to use big t- oh, so 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 Brent, you're in the materials business. He goes, oh yeah, big time. And he throws shade on steel. He explains Eleanor about steel. Talks about vulcanized rubber. He goes, oh, there better be golf here. Uh, then they introduce him to Janet. Uh, he goes, she goes, let's ask Janet. And he goes, oh, secretary. She goes, not a secretary, dude. Oh, blah, blah, blah. He, he, and then he goes off. Uh, kind of Michael, he says, oh, what about his vice president of helping? Uh, Captain Marvel. And Michael really, even in a mature way, says, geez, I'm not a part of this. Uh, so don't involve me, dude. Uh, which I thought was a gentle way of dealing with it. Then we're at Mindy's. We get Matt from accounting. We don't exactly remember. Uh, so I don't know if it's a recasting or Matt, like Matt was another, maybe he was a character that I just, sorry, Matt, I forgot about you, bud. Uh, but he's going to be monitoring everything. Some great details to see in Mindy's place that I probably forgot about. One is our jukebox, uh, to the right of the front door. Or if you're looking in, you're in the room facing the front door to the left, you know, they have the Billy Idol with the parrot painting, a lot of pink or, or uh, Coral coloring, uh, very clean. Mindy, Mindy keeps a clean place. She she keeps it tight. You know, the, uh, there's also a strange shell, like uh, like uh, the really nice looking. I guess I wouldn't say strange. I'd say floor, like uh, looks like it's part shell, part uh, bird, uh, like a sculpture. And um, so it kind of does feel like a bit like a like a nicer like a. Uh, a place where someone, I mean, I can't believe how clean it is or uncluttered, I guess would be the right word. I mean, of course, Mindy would say, of course it's clean. 
Uh, let's see. So Matt, he, he uh, says, I'm going to monitor everything. I'm going to keep the point system. You won't be able to monitor in real time. He goes inside an obelisk that then some red lights come out. Yeah, yes, that kind of obelisk. Yes, it is. Uh, where some kind of red lights go on uh, to, I guess, monitor things. Uh, and then they say, geez, well, this is only, Eleanor says, well, this is only the first week, so we can just figure this out. Uh, she also says, we'll figure out what the fork is up with these benches. Uh, she has an emoji whiteboard with a thinking emoji and then a birthday partying emoji with one of those blowing things. Uh, so, like, what's the deal in party time? And she's, she, she, they put Simone in that. And then even Michael says, we could do this. Uh, and then he says, like, a, a, a bad place quote uh, about I, hearts and eyes. Uh, can't lose. And he says, oops. Uh, uh, then we go to a scene with uh, Derek and Jason are at, a, like, overlooking a garden. So I say, where in L.A.? Did they shoot this in L.A. too? Like, which garden in L.A. is this? They've shot other scenes here. And Janet's there. Or it's just Derek, Janet, and, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, Jason says, oh, no, Jason calls Janet because uh, he says, you're not supposed to be here. He kind of tattles on uh, Derek, who's kind of looking. He's got a martini glass full of mini pickles, like cocktail pickles. Uh, he goes, uh, proud daddy Derek, just looking at my, uh, like, uh, you know, because I helped Janet create these things. Uh, and Jason goes, you didn't do anything except make their butts, probably. And he goes, yeah, I did uh, make those butts. Uh, then Janet goes, you got to hit the road because we don't want anybody asking who the weirdo in the tux is. Uh, and Jason is not happy about this. Uh, plus, Derek gives her a big, long uh, a hug. Uh, then we go to Town Square again for the orientation video with Michael. Very same, similar. Uh, but Michael also is having a side conversation with Janet and Eleanor, saying, okay, our job here is to point, the, point out the job of the video is to kind of point them out uh, so they can recognize the kind of people they were on earth. And he goes, the important thing is to watch how they react uh, while they watch the video. It's the video about the point system and how many points it took to get it. Like, so that they realize they weren't, they don't qualify. Brent, he kind of is not paying attention. He blows out. Uh, John, John seems interested. Uh, he's got like a funny, but interested look on his face. Linda, what is it? Let me see what Linda's like as I put it. Yeah, she seems curious. She's watching. And then Simone is kind of goofing around. She's acting a little wild. They say, oh, boy. Uh, also on the board, it says eating a sandwich plus 1.04 points. Uh, cheating at golf, negative 12.44, Brent. Uh Helping a sad friend, it was on the side, point, plus point, three point something. Uh, insulting someone's hairstyles, negative 8.35. Uh, and then uh, Eleanor says, Simone, you okay? And she goes, well, none of this is real. Uh, and Eleanor says, what do you mean? She goes, well, this is a hallucination. I'm just going to wait till I wake up uh, from this. It's just kind of like a dream, but a little different. Uh, see you later. 
Uh, also, I think Eleanor said there's a popcorn river. Uh, John likes her, like, uh, like, like Simone's attitude. He's amused by it. Uh, and uh, she goes, she goes, just keep going with the orientation. Uh, don't worry. We'll all get popcorn out of popcorn river later. Uh, let's see. Uh, then we're at Mindy's, Simone's back on the other thinking emoji side. Janet kind of gives this warning that she's overtaxed. She has too many things. Like, it's taking all her processing to manage everything. Uh, Jason's eating popcorn out of a bucket. Um, I think I tried to read what it said, but I couldn't read it. It says something. I think the river of popcorn's on the bucket. I'll see if there's any close-ups here while I'm going through here. Really full thing of popcorn. Man, the sets, uh, as subtle as they are, they do a good job. Jason's softly eating the popcorn. Uh, uh, Janet's like, I got to go because Brent wants a BLT. And Michael actually normalizes things. He goes, this is a common reaction by Simone. Uh, Oh, but yeah, I think the river is on the box. The popcorn container. Uh, So then they say, geez, we need to, uh, maybe we should uh, put a, Maybe we shouldn't work on Simone. I, I don't. I don't know. And uh, then uh, Tahani mentions, "Well, she's like uh, her racket." Oh, she no. She goes, "Yeah, we need someone with authority to talk to Simone." That's what Tahani says. Uh, and she goes, "Like someone like uh, Mandela or Pat- Sir Patrick Stewart, you know, my old, like one of my old racquetball partners." Uh, not. Uh, Oh, not Blake Bortles. That's what Eleanor says to Jason. Because uh, he goes, I know who. She goes, not Blake Bortles. He goes, no, no, Cheedy. He looks like one of those owls that went to college. Uh, and uh, you can see the tension because then they see, yeah, it's time to activate our ethical sleeper agent. Uh, but Eleanor, you know, she's trying to manage her feelings for Cheedy. And, you know, they can't control other people. And that she she has to make all this work. Uh, she says, let's wait for the party. So then the opening scene of the party, the, like, welcome party, is Simone rolls in. She has on a cheese. She has a cheese head on, like, from uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, then, like, super, what is that stuff called that you put on your eyelids? Uh, I don't know, like, uh, is that, that's not mascara. It's something else. Like, like that's like a. That's not a teal. Maybe it is a teal, uh, but a bright blue. Then she has on like a Elizabethan collar. Then what I believe is just a regular old cardigan, a t-shirt of Einstein dabbing. Uh, then like a like something that looks like a like a, a dress form or something. I don't know. Like, like and then. Also, like, giant, puffy, yellow-striped uh, with sparkles clown pants. And then she also has foam fingers on, a green foam finger on one side and a white one on the other side that say, we're number one. Uh, and then we cut to a commercial. Uh, as she walks by, Michael says, you know, he, like, he says, oh, boy. And Eleanor says, uh, we'll, we'll work it like, uh, you know, 
then we see Jason as Jianyu. Uh, he's snacking on peanuts. Derek is mixing them. Derek, uh, which is a giant, in this case, a giant uh, onion in a martini glass. And uh, he says, uh, Derek, Ruta Tuta Tuta Tuta, uh, like as he's shaking it. Uh, and then Jason says, Jesus, I'd like to call a truce. Uh, I've decided to rise above your. Uh, your, your 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 things and just you know make peace with it uh so even though jason's trying to grow derek's not having it so he says well said mr mendoza uh, and but he goes janet's my mom my mommy girlfriend and you've crossed the rubicon and uh, let's see states report what does that say oh status report uh so they do a stat- status report. Brent, uh, uh, they do a status report. Uh, then Brent says he was in the top half of the bottom half of his class at Brimston. Uh, um, let's see. Then we go uh, to um, John, who says, uh, uh, I'm looking for someone who gets me. I'm going to keep touring this party till I find someone that you know, gets my style. Uh, then they say, geez, we can't wait any longer to do this uh, uh, cheaty thing. Uh, but then, you know, the, Eleanor's not cool with this. So then Michael does some great t- truth telling, uh, which is like uh, really good. I don't know what this says. Five mulberries. Uh, uh, five, uh, I don't know what that says. Uh, five uh, something. But yeah, he spends a few minutes talking to Eleanor, saying, she's like, uh, don't worry, Eleanor. Yeah, we're going to work this one out. The party's really packed. It's not, well, not really packed, but it's full. Oh, Eleanor talks under her breath. Uh, that was one of my, probably what my notes said. Yeah, then we're by, out by the pool with Simone, Simone. Oh, Simone pushes a cake over. That's cake pushing. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, uh, I still don't know what five mulberry means, though. Yeah, but then Simone pushes some people in the pool, uh, and she talks about her nonsense brain. Uh, so Eleanor ch- introduces Chidi to her. She says, Geez, you're so familiar. We're, like, oh, we taught at the same school. And she goes, oh, that makes sense that... Uh, uh, then she starts to, like, we, you know, know each other. Then she just starts singing the song, Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. Uh, and they say, what are you, like, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, well, it was stuck on my alarm clock when I was a kid to wake me up. That was the only song I would play. So now I'm trying to wake myself up by singing it. Also, when I was taking notes, this is when I kind of said, well, she's more dressed like a clown. Uh, then we go back to Mindy's for some more great comedy. Really, this is like a good, like, I love the pacing when you throw Mindy into it. Uh, her, just her comedic timings. Cause she goes, uh, she goes, what is going on? Like Jason runs in. She goes, dude, what's going on with my house? There's Darth Vader's turd in here. And he goes, there's no time to explain. Plus I kind of forgot what it does. Uh, She's been living in the attic. Uh, he goes, where's Derek's plunger? Uh, they go outside to deal with Derek, who's got a, gla- a glass of cherries at this point. Uh, Derek goes out, bye-bye. 
one one of the many times I watched this, I was working out, and it just, like, cracked me up. Uh, but then when I watched it while well, I was taking notes, I kind of said, well, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to laugh. Uh, uh, but great stunt work uh, for Derek. Uh, uh, then we go back to Simone and Eleanor. Uh, and Eleanor's trying to convince, convince Simone that things are normal. She's going, she's good doing the, the do, 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 uh, uh, chorus from the song she'd been singing. I never knew a semi-charmed kind of life until like the last four or five years. I saw, like, I always thought it was like, uh, the semi-fredo kind of light or something. But then Derek, she says, everything, what's so weird about everything? It's normal. And then Derek's on the screen. Uh, just spouting nonsense too. Uh, then we go back to Mindy's house. Eleanor's hands on her head. She's down. Uh, Jason's down. Michael's making a speech. Uh, and, uh, you know, trying to say things. Then Jason's like, D- D- Janet, you know, this uh, Derek's sliding into your DMs on me. Uh, Janet's not happy. Jason has, like, some more great jokes uh, about just we got to listen real close. Uh, and she says, we'll talk about it later. And uh, they said, geez, like, what are we going to do next? And Michael says, well, maybe we'll do Flying Day. And Jane goes, oh, yeah, I don't have nothing going on. Because uh, Eleanor says, let's focus on Linda. She's so dull. A big, big, big. big Big glob of plain yogurt. Oh, then Michael jumps to action and says, let's do flying day. And Janice says, cool, like so easy. Uh, also, Michael changed suits. Uh, so he's in like a navy suit, uh, lavender shirt, really nicer tie. We go to flying day. Uh, Linda, They go, Linda, how's it going? She goes, it's good. She's just barely floating off the ground. Do you want to fly higher? And, uh, you know, fine. Uh, we heard you like knitting. You want to do some knitting while you're flying? No, thanks. And, uh, oh, wait, I just saw a new sign. I'll try to read that. Make some art. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, let's do a little more rewinding here if I'm missing any signs. Oh, I am. Uh, yeah, this is a live, this is a live, uh, sleepy podcast research here. So I just cut back. Uh, I'm getting ready to pause it. Uh, so far, I'm not seeing any signs I can read, but, uh, so I guess I didn't get any new signs. They're too good with the fo- keeping stuff out of focus. You know, there's one place called Childhood Mementos, but that doesn't seem like a, you know, there's one, uh, huh, what does that one say above Linda's head? Childhood Mementos, make some art, uh, trying to do it like frame by frame. Yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, clear. They say, geez, what else do you like to do, Listen, Linda? Listen to birds so you don't look at them. You just listen. And then Eleanor goes, let's go listen to some birds. She kind of leans into Linda's personal area. And then Linda goes into like, she goes, come on, Linda. And Linda goes into action mode uh, like a superhero. And then it goes to commercial after that. Like some of uh Marvel movie. Uh, I just saw another sign. Everything is Vine. Then we go to a conference, like a FaceTime conference or whatever, with the Sean and the judge and everybody. 
and the judge isn't happy. Ends up that Linda was really the shirtless mailman. He kind of looks like that Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, that's who it is. They put the Green Bay guy. Uh, he goes, maybe I should put my shirt back on. He goes, nah, nah, it's fine. Uh, uh, and then Sean's like, Chris was his real name. And they go, why'd you go ham on day two? And Sean goes, well, I'm a rascal. Sorry, judge. Uh, just trying to. So the judge makes a ruling. She says, cheating's a fourth subject. Uh, and Sean says, that's not fair. It's like cheating. It's like studying for a test and doing well. And then the judge says, uh, they say, well, his memory's erased, but you can't erase that Bodie. Know what I'm saying, Blondie? Oh, God, that was funny. I mean, in my Rudolph's mouth, it's funny. In my mouth, it's just, you know, bedtime stuff. Uh, am I right? You know what I'm saying, Blondie? Uh, then, oh, yeah, studying for a test. Uh, uh, then the judge says, you know, we got to polish this up. I've been watching that TV show with Timothy Oliphant. Uh, and I need my daily dose. Uh, so she says, we got to finish up here. Uh, then what else do we have? Uh, so, yeah, so they, they say, okay, well. So then we go back to uh, uh, the uh, the judge tells Sean she might even watch homecoming videos of dogs if they don't, uh, if he doesn't polish up. Uh, then the bad place train comes. It's got purple smoke. It crashes into trash cans. So they say, would you put those trash cans there just to crash into them? It's bad, bad Janet. Uh, she's ch- texting and chewing gum. She's there to pick up uh, the shirtless mailman. Michael's in a new suit, more more conservative, but like a fl- flashier pocket square. Uh, his suit is gray with... Uh, Pocket square, let me see. I don't have a close up on it yet. Um but yeah, Jan sexting, she got spandex pants on. Pocket square is kind of uh not sure where the style of print came from, but really a, a full, really flashy print in a good way. Or vibrant, yeah, that's the right word. Plain gray suits, a striped dress shirt, blue and white striped uh and then a navy kind of embossed uh, bow tie. Yeah, but what Bad Janet really is there to do is put some doubt in Eleanor's mind. Uh, so she definitely does that. Uh, and then Michael says, tell Sean booyah, and he points, uh, and make sure to do it that way. Uh, uh, she, like, uh, I don't know, but really she's just kind of planning, yeah, the doubt in Eleanor who has her arms crossed and, uh, she's, you know, it's not easy being Eleanor in these first ones. Uh, that's fine. Uh, then we see the caboose of the Bad Place Express and the episode comes to an end. So I guess what I'll do is save all the research for the next episode. Uh, I'll run through these, like, uh, because uh, I didn't have a ton of research anyway, but that way, like with episode two, let's see. So these were all like, this was called The Good Place Presents the Selection. It was a series of uh, shorts, uh, and they're fast. Uh, I think they're all like, first one is like a, uh, two and a half minutes, but it also includes like a, like a recap of last season. It's definitely fun to watch. Uh, it's called The Mission, uh, where they kind of go through the rules. Uh, 
Michael disagrees. Bad place gets to choose. People with the same level of badness. No reboots. Oh, some of this is on the board. Michael gets five minutes of prep time with each new subject. Uh, neighborhood can be adjusted. I just saw cheese it, cheese cheese whip on the table or whatever that stuff is called. Uh, no files in advance. Uh, oh, Sean says they have a billion objections. They have to do it for a year. Judge will monitor. Uh, then yes, yeah, says good place presents in the green. Then it goes to red. The selection uh, created by a bunch of ding dongs. They're in conference room C. It's eleven a.m. The EVIL planning meetings at uh, 11 a.m. At 6 p.m. is the EVIL Zumba class. Uh, the conference room is similar but different than the one that'll be featured in episode uh, four or, or episode one of season four. Uh, also, all, a lot of the characters have these pins on, which I couldn't quite figure out, but not all of them do all the time. Uh, so I don't know if that symbolizes a certain role in the bad place. Uh, let's see, there's four people there. Uh, Bomba John, Glenn, Gale, and Val. Uh, there's also coffee and uh, water, or coffee or water craft there. First, I thought they all had pins on their left, uh, but then I realized that not all of them do. Uh, there's a blinking uh, something. Uh, there's like uh, there's a lot of good jokes. Oh, yeah, inactive supercomputer with the lights in the back and tape reels. Uh, there's a phone on the table. They say, name some. I forgot. Oh, my, the, like, so there's this thing, and then Sean says, oh, I didn't tell you the rules. Uh, uh, semi-ironic cover rap song. Think outside the box. Who said that originally? Uh, someone, I think someone has to go play uh, Joe Rogan's podcast for Emily Dickinson. Sean says, if you don't get this together, I'm going to show you uh, videos of cute red pandas. Then we go to episode two, which is called The Contestants. There's a bunch of hot headshots of uh, possible people. Uh, this time, Sean's not in the room to start. Uh, there's also dot matrix printouts with the kind of cr- contrast stuff. Uh, they see, geez, we got some good options. Let's get ready for him. Uh, uh, Val, uh, says, I got Mackenzie Truffet. She's a trust fund kid from Greenwich, Connecticut, who used to say, do you know who my father is? They say, maybe. Bomba John has Troy Hastings, a firefighter who does more on TikTok. Uh, so then, uh, let's see. Then Gail, uh, says she, she can't choose because all humans uh, stink so bad. Uh, they say, well, geez, maybe we should order dinner and move the Zumba to a conference room D because we need the time. Uh, so then we go to part three, uh, which is called the takeout order. Uh, I think Sean says, he, oh, no, that was made by a crew of idiots. Something? Is that idiots? Uh, kids don't use words like that. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're looking through takeout menu. There's a lot of jokes about it. The takeout menu is written in bad place script with a rooster on it. Uh, they talk about what they want to like to like dinner and nosh on. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff there. Uh, then that like one of the dude, like other bad place dudes pops in. They say, geez, evil Zumba's down the hall in conference room D. Pass the fountain, 
uh, right past 11 more fountains uh, by the broom closet. Uh, and then the other dude says, next to conference room E. And they goes, oh, go psych, bye. Uh, Glenn uses the term, my tum-tum. There's also uh, a mixed teeth, now with the, oh, now with cavities. Original flavor is a tooth with a Robin Hood hat on it. Uh, Sean says, I swear to Bieber. He also says, uh, you know, something about Julie Child and roast chicken. Uh, There's also a joke about seven-layer dip. Uh, Then there's uh, episode four, The Storm Out. Uh, So these are kind of Sean Bad Place-centric episodes created by your mom, it says. Uh, It's post-dinner. Everyone's kind of chilling. They said, just leave your plates. Uh, They said, don't you have any new ideas? Well, they say, we'll generate our 840,000 ideas. Uh, There's like a bunch of other insults. Uh, Michael says, I'm going to cocoon your rears and the rest of you. They say, is that worse? Uh, and he goes, I don't know, Michael, I mean, it's, or Sean says that. And he goes, I don't know, but it took longer to say. And he just jokes about flies, honey, and vinegar. Uh, and then Sean storms out, and they say, go on, you got to go talk to Sean. Do it. Uh, then they have a talk with, so this takes place actually before the end of season three, I think, some of it. Uh, uh, so then Sean goes and has a talk, or, or uh, Glenn goes to talk to Sean. And this one was created by one dingus, another dingus, and an even bigger dingus. Looks like Sean's smoking cigars, but ends up there uh, from the Canada Canada geese. Uh, Glenn's on the patch. Uh, uh, he goes, I'm all fine with like, uh, so fine, terrible. We need great, terrible. And, uh, they say, geez, we're creative thinking, but Glenn says, you have to be nicer, man. Our entire way of life is at stake. So you get the stakes for the bad place, which is nice. There's uh, something at five minutes that you go, what? Uh, say that again. Uh, which is good because he mentions, uh, this is where the introduction of, uh, Simone and them, uh, like people that have actual relationships with them. Uh, so, uh, uh, Sean says, geez, we got a lot of work to do. Let's go do it. Uh, and so then they set forth, then part six is created by your mom. She came back to do another one. It's called the solution. Uh, Sean walks in with a file folder and basically says, she's got to deal with these at the weakest point themselves, uh, uh, for new people to specifically make them miserable. And they go, who, who's that? Uh, oh, uh, someone asks, who's that? They say, Simone, a Chidi's ex-girlfriend. And then they talk about John, uh, who's, uh, the gossip columnist, uh, uh, blogger, they see she's got this Michael suit. Uh, and they say, Jesus, this is now this is cheating. And then they say, Oh, haha, of course. Uh, and then at the end, there's this like a long back and staring back and forth with Sean and Gail. And that's the end of uh, the selection, the six the short episodes of the selection. And that's the end of uh, so some thank yous and stuff. Uh, but thanks for listening. Welcome back, good place, and good night.
All right, my Soul Squad fans, or Soul Squad super fans, it's uh, holy shirt balls. Is it time for another episode of The Good Place? The Good Place to Sleep in this case. And uh, it's it's season four, episode two, a girl uh, from Arizona. I think I put a girl from Phoenix, Arizona, part two. And it made me think about Arizona iced tea. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't think that was mentioned. And uh, then. What does this say? Lost Live Linda Shirtless Cheedy. Okay, last time on the episode. That's what that, I'm just going through my notes, and I'm going to play the episode. And we'll kind of flip-flop back and forth. Uh, last time, uh, they showed the shirtless dude. I think, did I ever remember his name? Aaron Rodgers is the name of the quarterback. Uh, Usually has a beard though, where this uh, the shirtless man, and I'm not even positive it's a shirtless mailman from season one, though I suspect it is. He was undercover as uh, Linda. Oh yeah, that's what this is. Last time, Linda, shirtless dude, cheaty. Uh, then we're at Mindy's, uh, and here's an important question, at least to me. It says, "Why is a bad place doing something so obvious?" Uh, and is this a hint? Uh, or not. I know nothing, just so you know. But I said, huh, oh boy. Uh, Michael says they're desperate, that's why. And then Michael says, good news, we can get rid of Linda and put Cheedy on the um, the other emoji board. I think the blowing heart kiss emoji, we'll see in a second when I play the episode. He's still using this team leader um, verbiage, great news team leader. Uh, super cool, actually. Oh, then uh, Eleanor talks about because uh, they say, "Well, geez, okay. Well, we got to use Cheedy uh, to get Simone. We got to work on Simone via Cheedy." Uh, and uh, she says, "Geez, well, this is going to be manipulating my ex, uh, which normally I didn't enjoy. Uh, but uh, I guess." Uh, uh, that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, then they talk about uh, the, the dude. Uh, how did I forget his name? I want to call him. It's not Derek. Uh, I've got to look through my notes here. The dude in the, the pol- polo dude. Uh, Mr. Spl- Mr. Splaining. Uh, Brett. Is that his name? Is that right? I mean, he does a Brett or Brent. He does sound, he seems more like a Brent, but, uh, I think he's a Brent. Actually, the one Brett, I'm trying to think of any Bretts I've really known well. And the one that I actually knew well, most well, was in my, uh, like, uh, school days. And he was like, uh, he, he was very, uh, he was like the most charismatic person I ever knew. Not a splainer. Uh, hopefully he didn't become one. I don't know if he wore a lot of polos, but really, really a charming and very kind uh, and generous person. Anyway, I think that's his name, Brett. He was born on third base. Uh, thinks he invented baseball. I liked that line. Uh, holy peacocks. Okay, so previously on The Good Place, we see Linda, we see Eleanor, we see Michael. We see Eleanor remove the suit. Again, we know there's a Michael suit out there, but we don't know if it's in play. Uh, we see Michael clap, and now we're at Mindy's. The obelisk is there. Oh, here's this. This is interesting. So I didn't notice this. This is why we replay these things. Uh, so uh, uh, Tahani's at the breakfast bar reading a magazine. I didn't know they had magazines up there. 
Uh, Eleanor's on the couch thinking. They're moving Cheaty over. Oh, the emoji is not blowing a kiss. It's blowing a party uh, thingamajig that goes. Not a party streamer. What are those things called? Uh, those things have a name. You, like, buy it in a pack. It makes a good, good, good sound like that cuckoo, whoop, whoopee, and it blows out a. I, why can't I think of the names of those things? Uh, party blower. Personal noise streamer. How come those, like, do those get used on New Year's Eve? Uh, probably not. Probably, I think those are just for birthdays. Or, and this, because this one has a birthday hat, too. Oh, here's the good news. His name is Brent Norwalk. Uh, so they're talking about him. Everybody's thinking, I got it on mute. That's why you say, Scoots, what are you talking about? Eleanor's arms are crossed, if anybody's wondering. Michael. It's really good at acting when, when there's like, uh, makes it even better. Now we get the green good place. Uh, chapter 41. And now an episode of That Was Your Life. Uh, so let's go to the next page of my notes. So first, uh, oh, first, uh, there's some more notes. Uh, the, the, if he could listen to others uh, and see how much better they they are than him, he would realize he doesn't belong and then maybe have some teary poos, uh, Eleanor says, which would be nice. So they set up this, uh, so then the show opens and they set up this TV show, kind of like a talk show. And I'm looking at a wide shot of it. Really wish I could have like uh, seen this set up and uh, I'm guessing this is universal. Uh, that was your life is the name of it. It They have laughter and applause signs, some circles. I don't know if those are lights or just to add a sense of, uh, like, uh, containment. The audience is in lovely-looking black uh, chairs. I don't know if they're office chairs. I think, no, they're theater chairs. They look very, very comfortable. Uh, the floor, there's a rug with the risers because they're on stage, blue. Eleanor's at a desk, just like she's a late-night talk show host. She has blue cards. Uh, she's talking to a woman, we'll get to that, uh, who's next to her desk in a chair. Her hands are in her lap. She may have a cardigan on. And uh, she's talking. Then there's a table with three mugs on it. Uh, then there's a c- c- couch, which is like, a, I guess, aquamarine. I don't know if it's teal or, you know, I wish I had more uh, words in my brain, but I don't. And Chidi's on the couch. His legs are crossed. He's got a sweater vest on. His ch- his chin, one of his arms is on an armrest of the couch or sofa, if you prefer. And he's looking thoughtfully. Brent is on the other end. I don't think he has socks on. And he's looking down. He's not paying attention. That was your life. And the dialogue kind of goes, anyway, long story short, uh, there's still ducks. Uh, They saved all the ducks in the world. Uh, Chidi sighs. There's an applause. Or maybe she sighs. And they said, Chidi, you know, uh, he gets introduced. He goes, she said, well, hold on. Like, literally, you saved uh, every duck in the world. And she goes, in essence, I did, which I didn't quite understand. Uh, and then he says, she said, well, now I feel a little. Oh, and then she goes, also horses. I saved all the horses in the world. So Chidi goes, uh-huh, I feel a little inadequate here. Uh, we also hear a laugh track, which is fun. You know, that's always funny. Uh, Jason, oh, then Jason pitches Michael on the crazy idea to have, uh, a hundred Janet babies do, uh, 
a flash mob. It'd be chaos. Yeah, I'll, I'll run through my notes. I'm running through my notes here. Then Jason, 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 Jason. Which I paused and rewound, rewound so I could count how many times it was. And then Michael said, I, I learned like some, at some point if I say that five times or I said it, uh, it would make my headache go away. And then Michael's a little stern. Like, I feel like Jason's getting kind of the short end of the stick this episode. He goes, dude, you got no control over your impulses. Uh, that's why we made you a monk, because uh, we knew it would be hard for you to be quiet and not do anything. Uh, just give Janet some space uh, and show her you can control your impulses. And then uh, Jason has this lucid, lucid moment. He says, so you're saying... Wanting to do something isn't a good reason to do it. And Michael's very happy, so happy he touches Jason's face. So this may be a sign that we don't have to worry about Michael. Because in this scene, I mean, unless like the good, I mean, I guess because the good place writing's so good, they could figure out a way to do this. Uh, where it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. So, so I like, but he touches his face. He seems uh, very happy. Uh, uh, and then I think Jason says something like, I wish, I wish someone taught me that on Earth, back when I was on Earth. Uh, then we go back to the show. Uh, Brent's like, uh, he says, sure, I'm pretty interesting. Uh, I was born, he, he has, he's like a very, uh, he goes, I'm from Chicago, suburb, of course. I said, Brent, you make me ill. They said, I've been running my family business for 18 years. I brought it from a $90 million company to a $94 million company, which I think is not good because within 18 years, the, um, what do you call that stuff that just goes up? Inflation is more than that. Like every year, if it was 1%, uh, that would be, if it was $100 million, it would be a million a year. So it would be 18 mil. Uh, and it's not 1%. I think it's higher. So. Uh, Janet, uh, oh, he calls Janet, has her bring her, bring him a Perrier, uh, something, uh, oh, he goes on, he has to mansplain, uh, a few things, uh, something says next eight at $38, I don't know what that means, he misquotes MLK Jr., Ian Eleanor, I think, uh, he goes, that's what, and that's what he talks about personal responsibility. He just goes, uh, personal responsibility, that's what's wrong with this country. Uh, uh, and then he goes, oh, daddy's got a tea time, no golfy. Daddy gets grouchy. And then an SUV pulls up. Uh, he says, Chad, duck lady, uh, see you later, which is also kind of like an SUV limo. Uh, what does that say? Pinata. I don't know what that means. Uh, metaphorically, another bad place. Uh, standing Michael, oh no face. Okay, and then, uh, okay, so this is their their uh, their plan. And then the beginning beats of 25 or 624 or the riffs that happen. So let's look at, uh, on mute, I noticed Chidi's really got a nice sweater vest. His sweater vest go. It's a gray one. With uh, blue and lighter gray stripes, uh, kind of like in a, a few different patterns. Really, I mean, a smart, I don't like, I'd just say actually fashionable. Brent has his Norwalk industry polo on. Jason is dressed as Gianu. 
Michael's in a gray suit, a uh, blue pinstripe Oxford type shirt, uh, it seemed similar bow ties before, like a navy, and then a, a nice pocket square, multicolors. Uh, whoa, whoa, oh boy, I just saw a jetpack. Uh, maybe, holy, I, can't, I guess I got to see what the name of this restaurant is because I'm. Um, Jetpack, uh, I'm gonna have to rewind it a few times here to see. So, yeah, I'm here live with you trying to read a sign behind Michael that has Jetpack in it. Uh, still, your credits are still rolling. Michael's thinking, uh, Jetpack, uh, yeah, I don't see the full sign. Jetpack in is uh, the letter N is in quotes, but like Jetpack and Jetpack and Japankin. It's probably some joke like that. Japankin. But I don't know what food that would be. Uh, Japankin cakes, maybe. So let's see. Michael's still talking. Is Yanu Jason? He's making his point. Come on, dude. Uh, really, like, uh, you think Ted, I mean, Ted Danson has been in so many reinventions of, uh, uh, like, remember, yeah, I, oh, I guess I can't even say some of the shows that, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, well, now we see the railway station, Tehani comes up to showtime. Oh, she says showtime. Now Brent's getting called up. They even have this, that was your life of uh, coffee mugs. Uh, and Brent has a watch on, uh, silver watch, blue face, maybe no gold watch. Of course. He has boat shoes. Are those boat shoes? I think that's what they're called. Uh, in no socks on. He's got, uh, I wouldn't say good hair, but I would say pretty quality hair. Or better, I mean, better hair than I. Oh, Chidi's thinking, that's good, when the Perrier shows up. Brent's is still expounding on his uh, brilliance, uh, his stable genius, as they say. Uh, yeah, he's uh, holding his hand to his heart as he falsely quotes him. Okay, Eleanor's jaw is like uh, just staring, mouth open. Uh, let's see, we're looking at the backdrop. Uh, his legs are crossed, which I think is kind of a standard look. There's also a bowl of like nuts or something on the table in addition to the mugs. Oh, jetpacks and such. There we go. We saw it when the SUV pulled up. Jetpacks and such. Jetpacks and such. Uh, Jetpacks and such. Jetpacks and such. I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a pun or just where you get your jetpacks. Now Eleanor and Michael are kind of saying, Brent's hopeless. Uh, What are we going to do here? And then Eleanor gets an idea. Michael says, oh, no, no, no. Uh, No, no. And she goes, this is the only move we got, man. Let's do it. so let's see. Is that what he says? Oh yeah, Michael. Oh no, face. Uh, another blood. She goes. Geez, w- let's uh, try like uh, another bad place plan that worked on me. And this is one of these songs that, for me at least, uh, like it was a little bit before my time. So I always hear it, and then I'm like, who sings this? Uh, but I did look it up for this episode, uh, and I think I had known it, like in the maybe because it was on another episode, and I had to look it up. Uh, and the actual name of the episode is 25 or 624. 25, the number, or OR, 6, the number, TO, uh, 4, the number. 
uh, I don't know if this is the right move, uh, but it's our only move, is what Eleanor says. Uh, as a rift start, uh, then we have uh, giant uh, Princeton tiger, orange uh, puffy puffy clouds, uh, Brent. Uh, uh, everyone is in orange and black because before they were in Michigan PJs, uh, gold, blue and gold. I think that was a Michigan blue and gold. And uh, now they're in orange and black PJs, which are the Princeton colors, or maybe I think orange and black. It could be orange and a dark, dark navy. Uh, Perrier rain, giant golf balls. Everyone's running around. Uh, Simone and Simone's not though. She's chilling with her coffee. SUVs everywhere. Uh, Brent grabs Michael and Eleanor. He goes, this is all about me. It don't belong here. Uh, and then it goes, in, it like, it's, it's, uh, well, let's go through that, and then we'll go to the next short scene. Princeton, oh, giant Princeton flag. I think the, they're holding it. Oh, Brent's in, a, uh, Brent's in like, a, a robe, maybe a Princeton bathrobe, and... Uh, dad pajamas. I don't know how else to describe them. Maybe they're Titleist golf balls. I'm not sure. I, I think uh, there's Simone. She's just like, oh, well. Golf ball rolls by her. What, giant-sized golf ball. Also, there's like rose petals. It looks like raining. I don't know what that has to do with Brent. He says, okay, this doesn't belong to me. I don't belong here. I'm like, what do you mean you don't belong? He goes, uh, yeah, and then they think uh, they think they have him. He goes, it must be in the wrong place. I don't belong in the good place. Uh, oh yeah, you got to watch this. The acting is so strong uh, by both uh, by both Chris, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. So then he says, I, I belong. There must be a better place. That's where I belong, or the best place. Michael turns away, and this like Eleanor has this unbelievable face. Uh, and Michael just turns away in this uh, just brilliant way. I mean, I, I'm not an actor, so I don't know if I could ever come up with a move like this. Uh, almost like a dance move of like, I can't believe this guy. Uh, they're also in um, orange. They're not PJs ends up. It's their three-piece, uh, four-piece suits. Uh, it cuts to an ad. Uh, then they cut back, and Michael and Eleanor are like, what do you mean you don't belong here? Let's go through this. Also, there's a lot of flowers around them. Uh, uh, walk, oh, walk me through this, Brent. Uh, he goes, well, if this is supposed to be the good place, uh, where is everybody that, all my crew that I used to hang with, uh, you know, he, he makes up all these nicknames. Where are my guys? He says, plus Janet's not wearing the gifts I've been giving her. And Mike goes, you've been asking her to make clothing for herself that you give her as a gift, uh. And Eleanor goes, yep, you're doing the math right there. Uh, and then Brent says, uh, figure it out and get back to me or something. Uh, he goes, I belong in the best. He goes, there must be a best place. That's where I belong. Uh, so this is just like, uh, so, so funny. Uh, so, yeah, they're trying to play along with it without, like, their heads just splitting open and being like, holy fucking shirt balls, dude. You, you like, talk about uh entitled in, yeah. It's funny because Brent, like, kind of is like the kind of person that you'd use the word S N O F L A K E about other people, but he kind of has, you know, not to, uh, 
I really like the really beautiful colors on all the uh, buildings in the alley they're in. It's still raining and people are still running around in the background too. Eleanor's like, uh, oh goodness. Uh, and we go back to Mindy's, a big meeting there. Uh, there was another painting, uh, possibly Madonna in the background in Mindy's kind of like dining area. Uh, Michael says, uh, we need to talk about the team leader. Uh, or somebody, oh no, uh, Tahani says, Michael, we got to talk about the team leader. He goes, yeah, she's going to shower soon. And then, uh, Janet says, no, it's not about that. Uh, it's, uh, about her like kind of pro- progress. There hasn't been any progress. And, uh, even Jason says, Eleanor's dope, but she keeps messing things up. And that's my thing. Uh, then Eleanor walks in, uh, she goes, well, you're talking to change in leadership. They go, well, it's nothing personal. Uh, Janet says, there was, when we started, there was a 9% chance of success, now it's 7.1. You're poaching it. Uh, Eleanor calls them uh, ash faces, snork boxes, and grumps or something. And this is just one of the best hidden jokes in here. Because uh, you're actually, I mean, especially when I watch this so many times. And I'm trying to write this stuff down, and then I'm thinking, and then Michael says it just under his breath. He goes, uh, which curses are those? Uh, He says it so quietly. Just another moment of uh, small brilliance. Uh, And it's just Michael's supposed to be in charge, uh, or maybe like uh, maybe Tahani, Jason. Maybe Jason could save humanity with a Jacksonville uh, carnival. Uh, and Jason goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, I just need a bouncy house, some stars from NINJAs, uh, and, uh, some, uh, vans for people. And then she says, uh, good luck, fork faces, shells drop out. Okay, we're running through it here now. Mike was making his point. Uh, uh Jason's kicked back on the couch. Uh, Tahani and, uh, Janet are standing, but backs to the door. Uh, thoughtful, making their cases. Uh, yeah, what are, you, what are we going to do about this? Uh, what do you think? Uh, Tahani's making the case. This scene did seem a little dissonant for me, uh, but I guess it makes sense again to push Eleanor over the top, or maybe it'll make sense later in the season. Actually, Jason's not on the couch. He's in one chair, but slumped his legs are over the arms of the chair. Uh, Eleanor comes in, catches everybody talking about her. Jason stands up. Uh, maybe that's when he says, that's kind of my thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's trying to smooth it over or tell the truth. Uh, now Janet's saying, yeah, two, 9% to 7.1%. Michael's kind of watching. Eleanor's frowning and looking down. Uh, Jason is holding his hands. Uh, and now Eleanor's calling them glom boxes or whatever, fork, fork consumers. And now she's pointing, yeah, good luck. You're supposed to be in charge, Michael. Much but uh, one of these other uh, snork butts. I think that's one of the, no, I guess it wouldn't be snork. It'd be snork something, though. Uh, now Jason's saying, okay, yeah, Jacksonville Carnival? Sure. Tahani sighed and rolled her eyes. 
You know, cell shops out. Uh, so, so that's the end of that scene. And then everybody's like, oh boy, what are you going to do? Uh, then Eleanor's back, and um, that was your life set, which is a little deteriorated from uh, there's even an SUV. Uh, and like a picture of lemonade. Uh, it's not in great shape from the dream sequence. Yeah, she's on the couch. Uh, Michael says, she's to get out of your system. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, but you, she goes, yeah, forget it. He goes, you don't get to quit this like your seventh grade band or uh, three hours into a two-week juice cleanse. There's also a lot of mist uh, going past the applause sign. Eleanor kind of vents uh, about why she's quitting. I'm not meant for this. Uh, can't save the universe. I'm just a girl from Arizona. And uh, that's it. Uh, like uh, a normal girl from Arizona. Uh, I did a ba- bad job being in charge of my own life. How am I going to save everything? Michael looks on, then he sits down. Uh, he goes, geez, when I started my experiment, I thought I'd have four bird brains. Uh, and in three months, uh, you know, whatever you got, you got me. Then I, 800 more tries. Uh, uh, like, you see, he goes, human beings are weird. Uh, this job is for humans. Uh, tough, empathetic. Uh, something, something, big-headed, world-class bullshit detector. You're the only one who could do this. Uh, and there's a slow zoom, which will probably go to, uh, like it or not, uh, the only person that could save us is a girl from Arizona. And you know, so she's everything uh, uh, always blows up in my, my, uh, my face. Uh, I'm like a... A hot wily coyote, hot blonde wily coyote. Got to keep trying. Uh, Maybe a thousand and once idea will work. Uh, and Michael goes, "Well, I hope you go take a shot." Oh, she's drinking a. She had a pitcher of margaritas. I just saw, and she's drinking a margarita. But he goes, "Yeah, just shower first, and then go meet me." And then there's an ad. Let's see. So they're they're kind of just standing each on either side of the couch talking. Uh, Michael's just kind of silently looking at us. Yeah, Eleanor kind of vents. He's uh, nodding knowingly and in a caring way. Because uh, he cares, yeah. He uh, he does care. Uh, let's see. Any other any other things? Uh, I'll just go back to my notes here. Then there's a night shot of the bridge. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, just a random night shot of the bridge. Uh then uh, back in uh, the office, I think the good place office, uh, back with B minus leadership. Uh, everybody says so sorry. I'm back, you know, back baby. And uh, they say, "Geez, we got a new idea for Brent. Uh, people like him are never wrong. So let's tell him he's right." Uh, yeah, and this is another brilliant att- at least a sh- attempt. Uh, and then they show Brent, he's at lunch or something with a Bloody Mary, lobsters, cigars, sky blue polo. And uh, they basically explain to Brent, like, you're right, there is a good place, there is a best place, and you got to qualify for it. Uh, or they say, can you keep a secret? He goes, yeah, I'm a smart guy. I've uh, routinely. Uh, uh, something, HR, uh, they say, yeah, there is a best place for the upper echelon, the something elite, uh, VIP. Uh, and, uh, Brent goes, okay, so this is some kind of like big, good deeds contest. Uh, 
And, uh, yeah, they go, yeah, you got to do some uh, morally upstanding results or something like that. And Brent goes, mum's the word. So, yeah, let's see. So back in the live playthrough, Eleanor and uh, Michael are still talking. Michael actually has a different, he's got a nice navy suit on with like a real, like a kind of shinier, silkier, bigger uh, electric blue tie. I think his pocket square matches it. Uh, his suit may be che- like checkered a little bit or striped, uh, really sharp. He stands up, uh, go take a shower, by the way, he says. He buttons the suit coat, he walks off. Uh, you see Eleanor kind of sitting, looking around. She smells. She smelled her pits, uh, then the shot of the bridge, then Eleanor walking in. Now she's in a, a sweater. Uh, Michael's in the same suit as before. Tahan, everyone else is still dressed the same. And uh, she's saying, yeah, I got a new plan for Brent. Uh, well, it's, it's tell him he's right. Uh, smiles. Now we have Brent eating his lobster. He may have another plate of food. Looks like he has sunglasses and car keys, too. Michael does the old touching of the nose to keep a secret symbol. Uh, they say, okay, Brent, there really is. A, he says, oh, don't worry. Uh, I know what I'm doing at Norwalk Materials. Uh, Brent's kind of pointing at everybody. Uh, Michael's saying, Brent's got a smug look on his face. It's like, oh, he's like, this is really good at mute because he's like, uh, he's less annoying on mute. Uh, he actually kind of looks like a, happy-go-lucky, a bonehead or something. But now he's thinking thoughtfully as he's listening to Michael. He actually talks less on mute. He says, oh, a good deeds contest. Ha, ha, ha. Of course, I got this. Uh, goes, I don't want to tip off my competition, though. He picks up a fork that somebody dropped. And he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, Mum's the word. Then Jason's at a fountain waiting for Janet. Janet appears. He stands. He says, Did you say, I bought you these chocolates as a gift, uh, but then uh, I ate them all so I could describe you to him. And it's funny, another great joke at the beginning. And Janet, because she said, not only, I need you to give me some space, and I can't be in a relationship with right, right, right now. And this is something we've been waiting for, uh, those of us that are in the know, at least. Uh, and uh, she goes, we got to take a break, basically. And Jason's kind of uh, down. Uh, but then it gets even higher because uh, she goes, also, I hate to break it to you, but uh, and she takes this big breath. Uh, and she goes, Jacksonville Jaguars Cup, like, like Bortles. Uh, 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 and obviously, Jason's uh, crestfallen. Uh, I just wondered how they were going to do that. So. Uh, then we see a sign for Foot Lager. Uh, Brent opens the door uh, to yo- enjoy your yogurt. Uh, uh, this says, if it says Vest Country, double question mark. Lots of umbrellas. Uh, is that a, another store, Vest Country? Uh, there's lots of umbrellas. Eleanor and Michael are watching. Uh, and Michael says, she's the problem. Is this is we've given saddled them with a bad motivation. And Eleanor says, well, that's a, uh, that was my situation, too. So hopefully he starts doing good things out of, bad ha- out of habit, just like you. Then they share this long work uh, look, and then uh, 
Eleanor says, geez, you tricky little devil. Oh, yeah, Vesta. It's like behind Michael. Vesta. Vesta. I can't see. It's like Vesta. O-O-N-E-R-Y. Vestornary. Just a small sign. But she she goes, oh, you tricky devil. Uh, uh, She goes, you put me in charge of stuff on purpose. Uh, Like, you led me to this leadership role. Yeah, then it's just, it's just time to help uh, Simone and Chidi get together. Uh, this is going to be very, very tough and painful. Uh, and then we have like a really, uh, uh, let's see, really. So they're talking, they're watching Brent. Uh, I think he shaked somebody's hand. But I mean, they talk about Eleanor having to sacrifice her like love of Chidi. Uh, to get Simone and Chidi or Simone into the good place, basically to say, you know, or to get her to the good point, the good place, good points. Uh, so now she's saying, geez, you tricky, uh, tricky little devil poo. You really, and Michael's kind of watching smiles. Yeah. Yeah. There's also pinwheels in the background. I saw those pinwheels, pinwheels spinning around. Do you look at my pinwheels? See what I found. That used to be a TV show. Eleanor kind of says, oh boy, I can't not look forward to this cheaty Simone thing. She kind of does this thing where she goes, whoa boy, and leans back. Uh, yeah, but then Michael says, you know, you're really the one sacrificing. You're the one with the hardest job. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Then she walks up. Now we have Jason sad. Tahani walks up to him. He's in the garden. Uh, she goes, Jana was in my whole afterlife. Uh, Tahani goes, well, geez, why don't we do my breakup thing? Uh, champagne, listen to Alanis Morissette. Usually I do it at Adele's. Uh, and Jason goes, usually I do something with Mountain Dews, ATVs, and Panda Express. Uh, uh, so Jason says, she's, well, I'm just sad. Uh, uh, I don't know. And then she goes, well, at least you get to go through this with friends. And they give each other a hug. And uh, then he says, I didn't even tell you the worst part about Blake Bortles. Uh, and he kind of, he's, he's sad. Then Eleanor and are e- eating together at like an outdoor tea cafe or something. And she goes, you remember the Simone? He goes, the third eye blind, blind uh, super fan uh, that was cutting off people's ponytails. Yeah, he's drinking tea out of a small teacup. Uh, and Eleanor says, basically, she works up to it. You and Simone are soulmates. Uh, and she goes, soul, like in hand, he goes, handmates, uh, uh, complete certainty, Eleanor says, that you and Simone are uh, such, are soulmates, uh, basically. And she kind of can't believe it. Uh, something about bananas. Oh, boy. And he says, I have a happy stomach ache. Uh, and then he goes, geez, I, I think I have some great books on simulated realities. Uh, uh, like uh, something, a book for my, uh, oh, he goes, I'll, I wonder if I could summon a book for my apartment here. And then Eleanor says, well, good luck. Uh, and he's really happy. He goes, geez, I never fell in love. Uh, and uh, Eleanor goes, I know. 
I do indeed. Uh, and then the book comes and it, you know, meets Chidi. Uh, then uh, Simone is having uh, uh, frozen yogurt or whatever at a, the play, the frozen yogurt place, and Chidi's there. I goes, hey, what's up? She goes, have a fake seat. And um, Chidi goes, you see, you know, so you don't believe anybody's here? You know, that's a solacism. Pretty juvenile for someone with multiple advanced degrees. Uh, and it's impossible to refute, which is convenient. And he says, geez, if this isn't that real, then like frozen yogurt's not real. Uh, and you could just like have a pro frozen, you could walk around all day with frozen yogurt spill on you and uh, wouldn't do anything. Uh, and she goes, point taken. Uh, and. Uh, they say, geez, like, uh, maybe you shouldn't be such a J-U-R-K. You should treat people better just in case they are real. And she goes, what, he goes, what do you have to lose by uh, treating other people with kindness and respect? Uh, and she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So they're kind of talking here. She just got like a nice, uh. A coral, I think his shirt would be called coral colored with little stripes. Uh, and Simone really has a nice shirt on before she was kind of wearing more uh, costumes, uh, sleeveless uh, stripes, uh, kind of like, and oh, Eleanor's looking in, she has a sad, then a happy face, uh, and she walks off. Uh, then we're back at Mindy's for the close of the episode. The obelisk is red. Everybody, it, we have uh, Simone, Chidi, and Brent in the happy emoji side, and just John on the other side. Uh, everybody's on the couch, or, or Jason's on the couch, just, uh, to Tahani and uh, Michael. We see actually Michael's, uh, if you pause it, you can see Michael's socks. He has like, nice striped socks on. But they're sitting in chairs. Uh, Eleanor's standing in front of the bo- board. Yeah, let's see. Where, where, let me go to my notes. Uh, Mindy's good news. Uh, uh, something to do, something to get you something goodwill. Uh, then they say, "Geez, well, they did fall in love in the other thing." Uh, and uh, then Eleanor kind of makes a joke about it at the end. She goes, "Geez, you know what? Uh, uh, he gave up." Oh, I guess uh, she sits on the couch. It took me a while to figure out, but then I realized she can't swear. She goes, "Dead ash." Uh, uh, as she points to herself, uh, uh, then she goes to to give Jason a high five, but he's still sad. So she goes, "Come on, man, you can't leave me hanging." Uh, here she goes. She sits down. They go, "Well, we all know what he gave up." Uh, and she goes, "Oh yeah, you know what he gave up." Uh, first, she's serious and thoughtful. Michael, serious and thoughtful. Eleanor nods softly. Like, I think this is where Michael says, you're the one that gave up the biggest sacrifice. And he goes, well, yeah, dead ash. Uh, And then she goes, high five. Jason doesn't do it. Uh, And then he goes, you're right. That's the rules or whatever. And then he high fives her and the episode ends. So that was the episode. And uh, let me uh, gather some facts, and I'll get back to you in a second here. All right. I wanted to run through a couple of things that came up in this episode, 814. Or that's the number of our episode. Uh, Girl from Arizona, Part 2, Season 4, Episode 2. 
I think 41, is that what we're on? Uh, solipsism. So for those of you taking the SAT or the ACT or whatever, solipsism, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, to spell it as S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. So like soul, well, it's not two L's. I was going to say solipsism. Uh, solipsism. Oh, that's how you say it too? Thanks, brain. But I guess that makes it easy to spell. So, lipsism, eh? <laughs> and as Chidi said, it's the idea that only one's mind is sure to exist. Uh, uh, the knowledge of anything out, uh, outside of one's own mind is unsure. This is different between what Simone's, some versions, which this is kind of talking about. Simone believes she's in a, that everything's unreal, where some of this is like that it might be unknowable. Uh, so subjective idealism, it talks about, this is all from Wikipedia. Uh, there's metaphysical solipsism, solipsism. Yeah. They maintain that the self is the only existing reality. Oh, this is kind of what she's dealing with. The external world are all representations and have no independent existence. Then there's epistemological solipsism. This epistemological, something like that, you know. That's a variety of idealism, which only directly accessible mental contents of a philosopher can be known. In the external world is an unresolvable question rather than actually false. Uh, further, one can also not be certain to the extent uh, the external world exists independently. So uh, then there's method, method, methodology, so methodological solipsism. This is an agnostic, agnostic version. It's it's in opposition to the ecclesiastical one. Uh, it entertains that any indu- the point that any induction is fallible, uh, which goes even further to say that if when that what we perceive as a brain is actually part of the external world, but it's only through our senses that we feel the mind. This is definitely not stuff you want to be you want to be sleeping to. Uh, Denial of material existence in itself does not ex- constitute solipsism. Uh, it's a worldview, the solips- solipsistic, metaphysical solipsistic worldview is de- the denial of existence of other minds uh, since personal experiences. Glad Chidi brought this. Uh, so Descartes is one, George Berkeley. He argued against materialism in favor of idealism uh, as relations to other ideas. So it's a pretty extensive uh, Wikipedia article you could check out, uh, which also brings up what Chidi was going to do in research on was like si- simulated realities. That's the hypothesis, according to Wikipedia, that reality could be simulated. For example, quantum or computer sim- quantum computer simulation that's indistinguishable from true reality. And we've dealt with this in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation a few times, uh, particularly in the, the Sherlock Holmes-style ones. 
uh, with uh, whoever Sherlock Holmes's rival is, of course, whose name I can't Moriarty. Those were some classic episodes. Uh, so virtual reality is easily distinguished uh, from the experience of actuality. Participants are never in doubt uh, that virtual reality is virtual. Simulated reality, by contrast, would be harder to separate. So there's a simulation argument. Uh, Hans Moravec, uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Bostrom, Descartes, uh, they extended the examining the probability of our reality being a simulation. I guess my thing, I don't know if Chidi would agree, is like, Oh, yeah, I guess so, because he says either way. He was talking about solipsism, though, but, like, why don't you just be nice, uh, uh, be good for goodness sake. It was Oh, that was, even though they say that, that was really, so that's that's a paradox, I guess, that has nothing to do with anything I'm talking about, because that's like Santa Claus is coming to town or something, right? In the paradox is the kids are, most of the kids are, well, okay, I can only speak for myself, uh, because maybe I only, but, uh, what would be the point of making a sleep? I, I guess this is very anti-solipsism. Like, I make the show for you, right? Do I? Okay, but anyway, that song goes, you better be good for goodness sake. Uh, even though it's preaching this, uh, like, to be good for, because Santa Claus is coming, right? Computationalism, anyway, back. Dreaming, a dream could be thought of a, a type of simulated reality. So this is another very dense uh, for Wikipedia. And pretty cool. Like, I mean, if you're looking to do more reading about it, uh, check it out. Uh, Mum's a word is what that Brent said, which uh, is a popular English idiom. It's related to an expression used by William Shakespeare in uh, Henry VI, Part II. Uh, the word mum is a slang version of mommy, which was used between 1350 and 1400 in Middle English, very close to the same meaning. Uh, be silent, do not reveal, which is what mum's word means, to keep quiet. In mum is actually a Middle English word meaning silent. Uh, Maybe derived from mummer who acts without speaking. Uh, notice the similar word mime, uh, meaning silent actor or imitator. Uh, the origin of the phrase can be traced back to the 14th century William Langland's narrative poem, Pierce Plowman. Thou mightest bit better metten the mist on the Malvarine halls than getting a mom of your mouth till money were showed. Uh, it could also be from the 15th century Townley plays. Uh, thou might. Uh, okay. And then in King Henry the Sixth, Part Two, Act One, Scene Two. Seal up your lips and give no words but mum. So that's mum's a word. How about Emma Stone? One of one of my favorite actresses about uh, to be in a movie that's about to come out. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, one of the most 100... In my house, she's probably in the top 10 most influential people. I'm not even kidding. I've seen La La Land, maybe. I don't even know how many times. Uh, because my daughter likes it, uh, but I know I like it a lot too. 
Uh, she was in a production of Wind in the Willows, uh, then uh, In Search of the New Partridge Family. Then her film debut d- debut was in Superbad, really. And then uh, the movie that the uh, sequel was just coming out to, uh, Easy A, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, uh, The Help, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man and the sequel. She was Gwen Stacy. I didn't see those movies. Now I'm going to have to. And uh, she was in uh, Birdman, which is a great movie. Uh, Cabaret. Oh, Broadway Cabaret. Then La La Land. Oh, Battle of the Sexes. She was uh, Billie Jean King. I enjoyed that one. Uh, the Favorite. Uh, she had that Netflix comedy. In according to just like in the show, she was born in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's a little bit about it. Uh, well, I, didn't, I realized I didn't look up anything about the song 25 or 624. So I'll just tell you about that uh, because it's a song by Chicago, I think, or Boston. I think it's Chicago. Uh, and again, like I like Chicago songs. I just never, I was just born a little bit too late to be like where those songs were just on the radio. But one thing I did learn, because I looked it up, I said, oh, I'm going to look this up early. Because he said, what is this song anyway? I like this song a lot. Uh, it's a really good song. And uh, 25 or 64 is about writing a song in the middle of the night. And it's like 25 minutes or 26 minutes to four in the morning is when the like the, the writer of the song Again, this I guess is I could look this up on look it up on Wikipedia, but I don't know if it would be as boring. So that's a little that's another thing. How about we finish out though, like uh, as engaging as that was. So what if we finish out with? Uh, oh well, Arizona came up. So let me just do a qu- couple of quick uh, facts about Arizona. It's uh, four hundred miles by three hundred and ten miles. Highest elevation is twelve thousand six hundred thirty-seven feet. That's Humphreys Peak. Uh, Lowest elevation, 72 feet at the Colorado River at the border. More interested in the population, 7 million, uh, about 200,000 people. Uh, and, uh, oh, no, is that the population? Yeah, total. It's the 14th uh, largest state, uh, 33rd in density. And... Uh, yeah, it's in, uh, I think it's time zones are uh, different. Like uh, it's in, it says UTC, it's in the mountain time zone, according to this. But I don't know about daylight savings time. I do know there's like a, a P, P public enemy song that I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, that's like uh, not favorable towards uh, like uh, certain lawmakers back in the in 90s uh, in Arizona. Uh, and that was on, uh, that was after what, what album was that? Uh, I could see the cover of it, uh, uh, not nation of millions and not fear of a blank planet. Uh, but whatever the one that came out after the, like uh, the one that came out in about 90, 91, does that sound right? Uh, I have no idea. Scoots. Oh, thanks. Scoots. So, so that's a little bit about that. Uh, and let's finish up with laugh track from Wikipedia, which is a separate soundtrack for a recorded comedy show containing the sounds of audience laughter. Sometimes it's live recorded in front of a live studio audience. They used to do that. Uh, 
But a lot of times it implies uh, canned laughter, artificial laughter, fake laughter inserted into the show. Uh, it was invented by sound engineer Charles Charlie Douglas. It uh, became standard in the U.S., uh, dominating primetime sitcoms from the 50s to the 70s. Douglas laughter decreased in the 80s when they started using stereophonic laughter from rival sound companies. And then as things went to single camera, uh, it was less uh, like uh, used. Uh, they also used it in radio, before radio and television. Oh, yeah, live comedy was in front of an actual audience. Uh, but then they tried to create that feel, so uh, sweetening, film sweetening. In early television, most uh, shows were not broadcast live using single camera where a show most shows that were not broadcast live using single camera, uh, whereas performances of actors could be controlled, live audiences could not be relied upon to laugh at the correct, in quotes, moments. Other times, audiences were deemed to have laughed too loudly or for too long, and Charlie Douglas uh, fixed all those incons- human inconsistencies. Uh, uh, an editing technique became known as sweetening, in which recorded laughter is used to augment the response of a real studio audience if they did not react as strongly as desired, or to de-sweeten audience reaction uh, to remove inappropriate applause uh, and make laughter more in line with producers' preferred method of telling the story. And again, this is a pretty in-depth like Wikipedia article, so I'll link to that. Uh, And so that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you in the the next good place to sleep. All right, Soul Squatters, I'm out. All right, everybody. It's time to talk about The Good Place. We're going to be talking about season three, season four, episode three. And then later, we'll probably be talking about episode four. And that's just so you know that I can keep the episodes. Uh, Last year, we had the sleep or the uh, Good Place to Sleep come out uh, every single week. And I took the listener feedback, you know, that said, uh, hey, I prefer it uh, every third episode. So, so I'm going to spread it out every third episode just because I got the feedback I got. It was like, hey, I know I, I don't watch The Good Place. There's some people, you know, pick and choose their episodes. Some people listen to every episode. And it really is about the balance of uh, keeping, uh, you know, making sure I can make the podcast work. It can't work for everybody, right? But I can uh, tweak it in ways that works for most people. And I've been doing it for a while. Also, I know you maybe you maybe not listen to this if you're a TNG fan, uh, but yeah, we're kind of flip flopping back and forth with TNG. I know like uh, the TNG episodes just get like the Good Place episodes get actually a lot more listens than our normal episodes. So hey, Good Place fans, and then our TNG episodes get like less listens than the majority of our episodes. And uh, that's not really the main reason why I'm spreading them out. It's just because I'm trying to keep with these uh, seasonality of these uh, shows. Uh, but if you are a TNG super fan, uh, let me know, because I think I'm going to put the unreleased episodes out as an all-night episode for patrons at $10 and up a month. And I'll probably do that in October or early November. So if you're a TNG super fan, even if you, like, uh, if, if you... uh you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, uh, get get anything out of you, but, like, you could have actually just joined for a month and then download that and then take off, too. You know, or you could support the podcast that puts you to sleep. But I will, yeah, I guess because I'm saying that, I will do that. So it'll be 
all of the recent TNG episodes and then the unreleased ones that'll come out, uh, probably over like between the hot, when, when good places on break, uh, probably because I'm also looking at, uh, another new show that's going to be launched in November. And I'm thinking about doing that as a, as a, so it would be a, the something, something boring. Uh, so we'll see about that too. Uh, the man that's boring you, you know, that'll be probably the name of the episode. So anyway, let's get to the good place. So am I right? Or am I right? Like, uh, cause hopefully you're in bed and maybe you're relaxing, maybe you're chillaxing. And that's the title of tonight's uh, episode of the good place. And I have to hit play on it here so I can follow along and mute it. And it opens with this happy couple picnicking, which I want to watch again with you here. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Uh, actually, there's two shots. There's a wide, a really wide shot of uh, the town square type area. And this is good to pause. We got infinite light, your anticipated needs. And I guess these are the Janet babies. And they're kind of, I guess they are. Uh, this would be interesting to hear the production. Like, I, I can't, I mean, I can't, I'd, as much as I'd love to listen to the official Good Place podcast in season, I just can't do it because I'm afraid it'll, you know, it'll throw me off. And that's actually what happened with GOT is I did let myself listen to those GOT, some of the, not the official podcast, but a lot of GOT podcasts in season. And it did impact uh, my viewpoint of the show. But so on the wide shot, there's a lot of Janet babies walking around. What I was wondering is if, uh, after they talk about the production or whatever, if these will be like, almost like they're moving like Sims or something. Cause certainly here at five seconds into the episode, uh, on pause, uh, it looks like that. Then they go to a small, shorter shot, like of, uh, of a man and a woman with picnic basket. Uh, let me see it again. Yeah, sorry, rewind. Let's see. There's the, uh, yeah, they have, uh, what looks like a canvas picnic basket and a basket of flowers. And they're have they're engrossed in conversation. Then we see Michael and, uh, my mind just went blank. Holy moly. Uh, Eleanor, they're having, they're drinking from coffee cups. They're at a cafe table. There's a small flower centerpiece as they're chatting. It's on mute, so I get to it. Michael has a sky blue pocket square with polka dots. Uh, I don't know. Is that a cardigan Eleanor's wearing? Michael's laughing. Now Eleanor's kind of laughing and thinking. Uh, Michael has kind of a gray suit on, a darker uh, blue tie, and a checkered shirt. I think that's a checked shirt. I don't know what you call it. I think his suit's also checked. Uh, oh boy! So Chidi rolls up, but Chidi must have a, 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 a like a squad because uh, as I'm watching Chidi roll up, happy, I see in the background. If you pause it, uh, someone else that has a stack of uh, what else called discs uh, for for frisbee golf. Uh, Kanish from a rose is where Chidi's walking in front of. He's got a what are those kind of shirts called? I have this shirt, which I'll talk about when I go through my notes. What are they called? Weave shirts? So the kind you wear in the summer. Tweed? Something like that. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, but they're good. Oh, no, I almost remembered it, and now I forgot it again. They're good because they, they, uh, can, they can always be wrinkled, and it doesn't. It looks good on Cheaty. I bought the same shirt, like, this summer to wear to something, and then I said, uh, 
I'm not feeling it, but now that Chidi's got it on, maybe I'll be feeling it again. Chidi has a picnic basket as well. Uh, now he's walking off. Michael's uh, patting things. Now they're in the office. So let's go to the notes. Okay, happy couple with picnic basket. Eleanor and Michael. El- oh, Eleanor had her Stan Smith's on. Uh, they use terminology off and running. Brent the ash hole. Oh, and then Chidi talks, or Eleanor talks about Chidi had action figures of uh, philosophers, a near mint, Arthur Schopenhauer. Uh, I love, I love him so much. Chidi can do it. This is kind of what Michael says. He's so great uh, and kind of sad. Uh, what else? Uh, what the fork? And then that's when Chidi walks up super happy. Then I put, I have the same shirt, exclamation point. He also has a hat on. Not sure if that's what those hats that boy bands wear. What are those called again? Fedoras? And uh, what does that say? Uh, I don't know, but he's going to play frisbee golf. Uh, uh, Brent, he's in it for the long haul. Uh, uh, he, he said, uh, you got to be minus in moral values at Princeton. Did I tell you I went to Princeton? Uh, uh, Ch- oh, Chidi's frisbee or disc is blue. Uh, Brent decided he should be the uh, professor. Uh, then I think Eleanor says, "Isn't it Kant wouldn't say uh, wouldn't Kant say you have a duty to help?" And Chidi says, "Not when the weather's like this." Uh, who's up for frisbee golf? He makes this kind of wild, happy laugh. Uh, I also couldn't tell if he had no socks on or ankle socks. Either one of which doesn't seem uh, like uh, on point for him. Uh, then there's also a person with a basket of fruit in the background. Uh, Chidi also brags to his his squad about his joke about uh, whatever. Uh, I forget when the weather's this good. Uh, you know, whatever. This is what I'd say to Kant or whatever. Uh, then we're back at the office. I'll go through my notes now. Uh, uh, Never seen Chidi like this. Uh, Michael goes, he was uh, chillaxing. I just invented that word, Chidi and relaxing combined. Uh, this because he's not being stressed. Uh, uh, like uh, stress decision makings where he's, uh, we got to put sand in the old clam to make a pearl. And Michael just says oyster, Eleanor. And then uh, he needs to be in a world of low-grade dread. And I said, low-grade dread? Uh, I'm in a world of... Uh, not like dread, usually. I mean, that's just kind of how my lower operating system works. And Eleanor says, I can do that. I used to put, you know, we could put wet cat food in his guitar. Uh, chapter, oh, then it opens, chapter 42. So let's see if I missed anything here. Uh, Michael's talking to Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor's saying, you know, she's on her hands on her desk. Michael's looking. Yeah, maybe we got to stress them out more. So this is just an office scene. Let's go. So then uh, Tahani's at a cafe. She's using an air screen. On her table at the cafe is like grapes, wine, brie, you know, that kind of stuff you'd have at a cafe, like a French-style one. Uh, Janet appears. She's dyed her hair with pink streaks because uh, she said that's what some of the things people do when they break up. Uh, also watched Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again which is kind of the same as the first. Uh, and Tahani says, uh, why, and then there's all these, did I mention this on another episode, all these make some art signs? Uh, 
I don't know if there's a just hidden there for, uh, but there's a big banner behind Tahani when it opens, uh, uh, like, uh, and those are appear in the other, some of the other scenes and different things. Uh, oh, Mamma Mia is just, uh, here we go again. It's kind of the same as the first, uh, diving back into work. Uh, we got to help John. We'll do it with a spa day. They kind of come up with that plan. Uh, correct to code 2014, uh, John, oh, she says John wrote 11 articles about G.G. Hadid's, uh, a vacation and then she he looked up something called a v- discount vacation package oh whoa i just didn't see this you could pause it uh john's website is gossiptoilet.com how did i miss that he actually makes a joke about it later uh here's his things uh eat pray barf uh gg's shishi r- retreat treat uh i've had it up to here oh no she had didn't uh uh, Gigi Burns Bali wedding by being there ruins maybe ain't nothing but a G string. Uh, Gigi bears it all on Balinese religious holiday and Bali legal. So that was lucky. Uh, that was uh, that I didn't freeze it when I when my other watch through. There's a something called I think we probably figured it out Ponzu something I, I, I can't remember what it is that's another restaurant or something in the background uh, let's see discount vacation package she says uh, yeah what is this Ponzu I got question marks uh, exclusive we're gonna she says I'm gonna uh, so the rich and powerful are going to welcome him to exclusive world, uh, she says. Ponzu uh, something me, uh, celeb gossip, uh, open his pores, then his heart, exfoliate the dead skin cells of envy, and detoxify his soul. This is kind of their talk back and forth, uh, which is good writing. Uh, that was Janet, the second two. Spa Day, John's excited for Spa Day. He dances, kind of. Uh, he says, you know, this is paradise, but I still need this. Uh, and she goes, yeah, I got a re- recreation of Victoria Beckham's Posh Wash. Uh, John calls it the Posh Wash, I think. Uh, then we have Jason kind of staring at a, um, a fountain. And Michael and, uh, oh, wait, yeah, let me see a couple more things. Uh, no, yeah, Jason stared in a fountain. Uh, we need your help, uh, they say to him, uh, Eleanor and Michael. He says, okay, hand me the jar. So there's a back and forth about that. Uh, metaphorical jar, yeah. Uh, then we're at the spa. Uh, back at the spa, they're drinking uh, fresh water from Oprah's uh, Hawaiian something and mushrooms from her bog. In a different place. Uh, I think her bog was in the Midwest. No, I think her bog was in Italy or something. In her waters from Hawaii. Can't believe you missed out on this. Uh, so good. Uh, bye to FOMO. And then uh, John says, the only thing that can make it better, this better was some hot goss. So, like hot gossip. Uh, so Tahani tells a story about Robbie Williams, Heidi Klum, and the remaining members of Fifth Harmony. Uh, at the Dolce & Gabbana Spring Show, and John says, hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it. 
and then I think they skip it, and then they come back, and he says, wait, Natalie Portman really does do Scarlett Johansson stunts? Uh, and then Tahani pitches him on getting uh, an inner glow through the study of ethics, and he goes, uh, no, you stay crazy, girl, uh, which was funny. Then we go to Chidi's apartment, which looks like it's above because there was an exterior shot. And then uh, it looks like it was above uh, yogurt, yogurt, yogurt. Uh, so I don't know if his apartment is above there. Uh, he, he's fedora is parked on a table. He talks about how at the picnic there was helpful, cute aunts. Uh, Eleanor and uh, Michael are there. And Eleanor says, just wait for the otter turndown service. Uh, and they say, geez, we need, Gianu needs some help. Uh, can you take him into your study group? Uh, and I think Chidi says, fun. And they say, he's having a hard time adjusting. Uh, and obviously, you have to help no matter what. Uh, and he says, I swear I'll treat him as if he was my own brother. And Eleanor says, geez, I promise from a strict Kantian is ironclad. Uh, goodbye. So they introduce him. And then he goes, yo, my name's, this flashback to season one, he goes, yo, my name's Jason Mendoza. You got to get me out of here, homie. I'm a little bit uh, concerned. Uh, Then there's an ad break. Uh, Then they're back. They go, dude, Jason. Then it's like flash forward. Jason has his butthole in Jason, in Chidi's library. He says, dude, uh. And then, you know, Chidi has a stomach ache. Uh, he goes, listen, man, no more meatball subs uh, none of this other stuff. Uh, there's a knock-knock at the door. And uh, he says, hey, uh, well, which, uh, uh, Eleanor and uh, uh, Michael. And they say, hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, he goes, geez, uh, uh, and they go, so, gee, you know, things get going in there? He goes, yeah, of course, it's going great. It's not like a, a monk would do anything like shotgun cheese whiz. And, oh, oh uh, yeah, and he says, can you take him to the luau? He goes, I can't make it. And they go, really? And he goes, I can. Also, Eleanor and uh, Michael match in this scene. She has a golden sweater. He has a golden tie or like a mustard gold. Uh, what does that say? Wave. Uh, Oh, no, Luau. It looks like Wave in my handwriting, but it's Luau. There's some dancing, and uh, it's going good. Uh, Jahani's like, geez, the progress with John is uh, it's not going. We're not getting any progress, you know, and my hair might be too shiny and lustrous from all these uh, spa days. She's telling this to Janet. Janet's thoughtful. Uh, she says, every time I bring up ethics, he shuts me down. And Janice says, he was hardly a shrinking violet. Uh, why don't you be direct with him? And she's like, Tahani says, you're right. I shall go on the offense. Just like six of the eight Game of Thrones characters based on me. And I think, uh, Janice says, yeah. Uh, then Eleanor and Jason, uh, you're talking about it, and Jason says, all I got to do is be myself, man. And, he, you know, it, it causes uh, uh, Chidi some S-T-R-E-E-E-E, you know, stomach aches. They really have nice luau wear, too. I mean, between the prints and the flowers and the 
really well done. And then uh, even Jason says, maybe you need to ease off on him. Uh, and Eleanor says, well, how many Tums has he had? 20. And she goes, no, no, that's not enough. Uh, uh, and uh, we got to make him more miserable. He's Superman with a stomach ache. Uh, then Tahani goes to John. He says, hey, girl, how about that Little Mermaid spa treatment later? And then she says, perhaps I'd like to bend your ear uh, about some serious stuff. Uh, and uh, she says, she's all the stuff you wrote about me was kind of mean. Uh, and he goes, what is this, a fake friendship? And she goes, you have a chance to be a better person to hear. And uh, John gives her a, like a reality check. He goes, listen, uh, I lived in the real world. I had to work like 16 hours a day to build something. And then he says, spot, you got it or something. Uh, and then he makes a flush, which I guess was like, makes sense now that I know, know the name of his blog. You spot it, you got it or something. Uh, then Eleanor does a welcome for the, um, what is that thing called? Luau. Uh, she goes, we got an exciting activity, magic, lava stone, whatever your heart or your soul most desires will come to be. Uh, and Matilda gets her childhood pet, Shell Turtlestein. But then Jason's ready to go. Chidi tries to hold him back. Uh, he goes, she said, I want my old motorcycle with Pamela Anderson airbrushed on the side. And uh, then he throws it. Uh, and, uh, you know, Chidi's like a monk that likes motorcycles. Uh, uh, with the fa- and he goes, it wasn't her face. Uh, and then he, Jason throws his uh, stone, and Chidi says, oh, he threw it for me. Uh, but first, Michael goes, an ex- sexually explicit motorcycle. And someone says, yay. I think, oh, Chidi does, like a fake yay. He goes, oh, it's mine. I love motorcycles and Canadian TV actress Pamela Anderson. And he goes, I'll just drive this off. And then he has to slowly walk it off. Uh, then Eleanor and Michael are in the office. They call the magic ants uh, to bring champagne. Eleanor does. Uh, and Michael says, I think we did enough. Eleanor says, we can't stop. Uh, now, Chidi comes in. He says, can we talk? Uh, the ants are about to come in with the champagne. Michael goes, not now. Then the commercial. And then Chidi says, Jesus, I spent my whole life on earth knowing, not knowing what to do. And he's very torn. Uh, Michael says, you know, Chidi, sometimes, uh, or maybe Eleanor says this, adversity leads to growth, and on the other side, you're better for it. Uh, And he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I know morality and uh, moral dilemmas are my jam, but this feels uh, like I'm being punished somehow. Really mature. I mean, this writing is just so mature. Uh, I don't know what other words are uh, deep. uh, but deep in a, I don't know, you know what I mean, if you're a fan of a good place. Uh, he goes, you know, it's silly, but I'm worried I did something wrong. And then Eleanor tears up. Uh, and then she goes, I made God cry. And then he says, stomach ache. Welcome back, old friend. Uh, then Tahani and Janet. Tahani's very mad about her conflict with John. I mean, he's one of the person who started a Twitter feud with J- J- Jacob Tremblay, Tremblay, somebody. Uh, and he thinks I have issues. 
I mean, the only person I can think of is this, like that one of those cute uh, child actors uh, or somebody. It's got to be somebody super nice or something. Uh, let's see. Even more direct. Uh, I don't like the ways he's treating you. That's what Janet says. Uh, I don't appreciate it. Uh, he's jealous and miserable with no real friends. And then we think the light bulb goes off for Tahani there. Uh, then Eleanor's crying. Uh, she says, it's all my fault. I promised I would take care of you. Uh, and I said, don't worry. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll deal. No, no. Michael says, just don't worry, Chidi. We'll just eliminate any problems. Tell me what the problem is. Uh, we're all or nothing situation. He goes, I'll eliminate the problem. You tell me what it is and you can go back to your perfect life. Uh, because it's Jason. And then he goes, oh, it's a motorcycle. So Michael gets rid of the motorcycle, which Jason was looking at. He says, not again. And then Mike says, problem solved, or Chidi does. And then Tahani and John, uh, Tahani goes up to John because she realizes, oh, we were both miserable and alone. Uh, and John goes, round two, let's do this. Uh, and Tahani says, in 2007, Blake Lively had a party for Leo DiCaprio on Paul Allen's Maggie Yacht. Only the hundred most famous uh, oligarchs or something powerful, you know, you know, the best of the best could go. Even on that ship that only a hundred people could go, there was a VIP deck that was more restrictive. And then on the VIP deck, it was a VIP room where you needed a secret pin to get into. And she goes, I put in the pin. And I went there, and I was the only person there. And John, like, uh, just like he was reviewing this podcast, said, that's a riveting story. Could you make it longer and sadder? And this was, was so tasty. She goes, the point, Tahani says, the point is, uh, if all you care about is the velvet rope, uh, you'll always be unhappy no matter what side you're on. And she goes, we're kind of proof of that, both of us. Uh, and then she says, I can start over. Can we start over? And then John says, I want to say something. And he gives a heartfelt apology because she's, I'm really sorry. Uh, what I wrote, what I tweeted, uh, the playbill at Wicked that I sent to you anonymously. And she goes, well, my bangs did make my ears look chunky. So, and then she goes, do you want to go for a walk? So they go off, kind of sweet. Uh, then we see Jason playing rock band guitar. And Chidi says, new plan, we're going to study ethics. Uh, and there's a good man, you rule. You're the Pan Pamela Anderson of uh, motorcycle philosophy. Uh, and he goes, well, she's sorry about your motorcycle going bye-bye. And Jason says, that's just what motorcycles do. Uh, then we're back at the office, uh, and, and uh, Soul Squad minus Chidi's there. Say, okay, so Chidi said, uh, uh, how are you doing, uh, Eleanor? Uh, or first, it's just Eleanor and Michael. She says, that's still terrible. You know, I kind of liked to cheat you because I was mad at him, you know, for, for forgetting me, you know, sacrificing your relationship to save humanity. And uh, Michael says, well, okay, that kind of makes sense, but I just don't hold, totally have a grip on human uh, emotional spectrum. You know, you're happy when you should be sad. You're angry when you should be happy. You're tweeting when you should be driving or texting. Uh, and he goes, listen, Eleanor, let yourself off the hook. You know, you were mad. Uh, 
He goes, get your shirt together. Uh, then Tahani and Jason come in. Tahani says, I win. Massive progress with John. Uh, let's see. They say, okay, well, we're glad you were able to connect. Uh, uh, they kind of talk about uh, getting uh, Jason. They say, bravo, Jason. He goes, it felt good to be uh, uh, brainy and have useness or something. I said, the great use of the word useness. Uh, and then they can, Eleanor says, geez, all four of these mofos are on the right path. Uh, What's next? Uh, and then we cut to a train track, and there's a mystery guest uh, coming in a cloak uh, and a self-propelled train car uh, just in time for the next episode, which uh, we'll talk about right in a, just a, a second. All right, everybody. It's Scoots here talking about uh, season uh, four, episode five. Uh, episode four. You're right, you're right Brain. Correct. Uh, Tinker Taylor, uh, Zimon, uh, Zivon Spy, or, or I could say something else. Uh, and the episode opens, it says, uh, I think Eleanor says 30 seconds left. Uh, they're playing a game like Pictionary or Drawful, I think is what it's called when you play it on uh, uh, Jackbox. Probably wrong about that. Uh, Tahani's drawing, Jason's guessing. They're the, oh no, John's guessing. They're the yellow team. And they have retro t shirts as a team t shirts. Uh, they have v neck collars with uh, arm stripes and they're yellow. And it says John, Tahani, and Jian Yu. Uh, that's their team. Uh, it's a butterfly that uh, she's drawing. It's Mariah Carey's back butterfly John, tattoo, John figures out. Uh, then it lands on Jason, who's very amused. I just happened to pause it when he was looking at the butterfly. Uh, Tahani's in like a robe, uh, which I said, well, that looks comfy. Uh, like, especially because they're out, it's the evening, they're out playing outside. Uh, totally sensible. And of course, when she rocks it, uh, she's, she's rocking in a chillaxing kind of way. But I found it very, I don't know, I noticed it, if you know what I'm saying. I don't, I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, sorry, Scoots, I'm not following. Are you saying that uh, you found that? And I say, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, just in a subtle way, I said, hmm. I mean, there's been a, it, I don't know, it just kind of seemed very human to me. And, and uh, like more, yeah, I may said, well, regular Tahani, no, you know, oh, she's a man. Oh, it's just a character on the show. Okay, thanks. Anyway, so back to the story. Uh, John did his college thesis on that back tattoo. Uh, and then Eleanor says, every picture has something to do with your life on Earth. It's kind of like an icebreaker so everybody knows how to get to, get to, know, get to, to, get to know one another. Uh, Chidi's up next. They're on the Brent team. Chidi, Brent, and uh, Simone. Brent calls him Chippy. Uh, uh, oh, uh, what does that say? Chippy, you're, you're up. Uh, maybe that says, I don't know. And then we see like, there's uh if you really watch, there's chips, there's wine, there's popcorn. Uh, then she just says something like how to start. Brent really goes off the rails and, uh, 
Simone says, oh, God, no, 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 no. Uh, 30 seconds, treaty. Uh, Simone says, is that a submarine? And Brent says, is it broccoli with teeth? And then they start to get it's a horse with bow, a bow on its neck. Uh, and Simone says, is my childhood pony Daisy? Uh, then Daisy comes to life, just like the butterfly did. But Chidi's drawn it in a very childlike uh, way, like better than I would have, I'll tell you that. But uh, say, oh no, Daisy. Chidi says, uh, uh, what have I done? Brent says, you made a friggin' Frankenstein, my man. Uh, magic Pictionary over. Uh, Jason actually gets touched by the horse tongue. And they see, I think Eleanor says, all right, everybody go home to sleep. Uh, so I don't think that it's playing in the background, but I think that covers it. Chapter 43. Uh, then we're at Mindy's Fork Me. Uh, we should have cut Brent off. Uh, uh, Janet says nobody gets cut off. Uh, and then they kind of talk about, like, since last episode, they've been ice cold. Uh, but things like past three weeks or something, but they're getting better. Brent stopped saying daddy likes, daddy like. Not, oh, when you push that kid on the swing, that was very daddy like. More like uh, daddy no likey, like he said uh, about golf. Uh, uh, Eleanor says something feels off. Uh, uh, Eleanor says something feels off. They say, okay, all right, let's brainstorm. Uh, let's stay up all night. We'll work on this. And Michael says, no, 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 we need a break. Uh, let's have a slumber party. And then the a magic a computer science screen comes up. It says, uh, under, uh, under unknown train arriving. Uh, so they go to the station Oh, also, I just noticed, uh, sorry, there's like a lot of good throw blankets on the um, sofas. That's the kind of thing you'd expect in the good place. Uh, a sofa with plenty of throw blankets uh, or whatever they're called. Oh, there's pizza boxes, too, during Pictionary. Okay, slumber party, unknown train arriving. They go to the station. There's someone in a cloak. Uh, they say, show yourself. It's Glenn. He kind of looked like a Java from Star Wars or Jawa. Yeah, I guess they're Jawas, not Javas. Uh, they say, what do you want, creep? Uh, he says, I'd like to speak to Eleanor alone. Eleanor says, no way, dude. Tell us all. Uh, he says, I don't think you should. And they say, yeah, just tell us. He goes, it's not Michael. It's a Vicky in a Michael suit. Uh, they go back to Mindy's. Uh, Glenn wants a hot glass of something that's not tea, but it rhymes with tea. Michael and Eleanor. Oh, Michael has a pink pocket, a square. Uh, Michael says, you know, believe me, he's lying. Uh, and Eleanor says, calm down, I trust you. But we got to make him think that I don't trust you. Michael says, I like the way you think, shell strap. Uh, then he plays it up a little bit. Uh, and Glenn says, why don't you just call the judge? So this is a complicated situation to resolve because there's no clear solution. Because uh, they can't start the judge because everybody get rebooted and they'd start over. Uh, Jason makes a great joke. He get, Eleanor throws him a caramel at that point. Uh, then they say, well, why would you help us? He says, I don't know. Uh, he goes, uh, I don't know if I believe uh, that there's no such thing as redemption. And uh, Sean is really mean, uh, which Jason can kind of relate to. 
uh, so then they say, what's a bad place plan then? Uh, he says, so chaos, uh, uh, that's what the suit is for. Uh, and he goes, I helped make the suit. Uh, and then they show a scene in the bad place of the suit, Vicky testing the suit out. And she zips it up. They explain that you, you, whatever the way the suit was made, they have to wear it over their suit, human suit, over their demon essence or whatever. Michael Dance, Vicky at Michael Dances says, this is pretty well made. It's my, you know, I can feel the musty and the dangly. Uh, Sean likes it. Uh, uh, the, he says, oh, I even like the voice or in a way I don't like it. Kind of like people that review this podcast sometimes. Uh, uh, Glenn has doubts. Uh, he says, call the real Michael. Uh, then they go back. They say, he, Michael first says he lies. Uh, they say, we know you're lying. Uh, and they, uh, Glenn says, why don't you just check the phone records? Uh, uh, so then they say, Michael says, well, actually, they did call me. Uh, and they said, why'd you lie to us? Uh, then they go back again. They say, just call the judge. Uh, and uh, uh, Jason says, exactly what you want. Uh, exactly. Uh, then Eleanor says, let's go to separate rooms. I'm serious about this. Uh, like even for Michael, he says, oh, yeah, I'm playing along. She goes, no, 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 I am going to separate you till I figure this out. Uh, then we cut to commercial. There's a, then it says, uh, oh, Eleanor says, all right, buttheads, what do we do? This is Jason, uh, Tahani, and uh, Janet. Jason says, we got to trust Michael. Uh, uh, you know, and I say, okay, might be. And then uh, Tahani says, this is a classic Mary-Kate Olsen situation. Uh, Eleanor kind of sees both sides. Kind of no, no helpful solution. They're in the bedroom upstairs, which is uh, Derek's there. Uh, upstairs, Derek. Uh, when he plays upstairs, downstairs, Derek. Uh, He's in a white, white tuxedo with white on white tux, like, uh, and Jason, you know, says hit the road joker. He says, I've, I've been rebooted so many times. I've evolved past a jealousy. And then there's a bunch of good jokes. And then he says, uh, have fun with the dipe life, uh, which is just funny the way he says it. Uh, Michael says, I am Michael. I did see the suit. Uh, he, you know, he told me, I think it was last season. He said, yeah, would he would use it, uh, to get to you guys. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, just to, you know, not make it, uh, and then Eleanor says, wait a second, were you lying when you said I was going to be a great leader? He goes, yeah, but that was like an inspiration, inspiration, inspirational lie. And then she goes, okay, so to recap, you lied, and then you lied again, and then uh, yeah, you lied when there was no reason to lie. Uh, why should we believe you? Uh, uh, any reasons other than your lies? Something like that. Uh, and then she says, Janet, can you make a lie detector? Um, uh, let's see what else happens. Under stress uh, and Daisy, uh, get Glenn uh, drunk. Uh, uh, I'll try. I touched the dang diaper. Oh, Michael calls from the other room. Uh, uh, then we're in Mindy's office, which I'm going to pause it when we get there, which is a few minutes. Uh, so, like, right now, uh, uh, Derek's just patted uh, Jason's back. Uh, now he's going to say, have fun with the diaper life. And uh, it was like, in a, like it, was a, it actually has uh, wind chimes on it. Uh, 
And uh, you can see Mindy's bedroom. I think it's Mindy's bedroom, uh, which like uh, kind of like the rest of Mindy's house, but probably some cool secrets tucked in there somewhere. Well, Michael's pocket square is red, like, what is that, gingham or whatever it's called? Uh, he's just saying, come on, we, you know, uh, this is where they're going through the lies and stuff. Uh, some good acting, because uh, Tahani and Jason are just having to kind of look on and follow it, uh, which is always good when it's on mute, because you can kind of pay attention to that stuff. Uh, Eleanor's doing a lot of moving. Tahani's doing a lot of subtle nodding. Jason's pensively standing, uh, following along. And uh, saying, oh, yeah, you know, that's all, that was what that line was for. Uh, you know, now Eleanor's in disbelief as Michael stands and uh, kind of faces her. She stares him down. She breathes through her nose. Uh, and she says, okay, well. We'll, we'll figure all this out as, you know, uh, even the parts of Scoots' handwriting can't read. I just saw some hand puppets. Uh, Derek's back in the room. Uh, Michael's mind is blown. Now this is where they're kind of trying to figure stuff out. Uh, is it uh, back with the Soul Squad? Uh, should we get Glenn drunk? Can we make a lie detector? But, you know, Janet's got a lot going on. Uh, under a lot of stress, as she says, uh, Oh, and she's talking, oh, and Daisy means Daisy the Pony. I forgot about that part till now. So she was like, I had to deal with Daisy the Pony, too. Uh, so we got that going. Uh, it's like, uh, so she heads off to work on that. Michael yells, now we're going to go to Mindy's office at 1026 here. And I'm going to pause it. She has a sofa in her office. Glenn is sitting at her desk. On her desk is uh, some flowers. Uh, a, a gray desk plotter, a pink dish with three eggs, uh, very fancily uh, decorated, like, I wouldn't say dyed eggs, but uh, something fancy. Then um, a, a crystal ball, but not like a crystal ball. It has facets to it, so some sort of glass ball. And then they, some like sort of like a piece of material that it seems like you'd hang a plant from. Uh, then behind to the right is uh, bookshelves, a globe, uh, something made of like uh, marble. And then something that looks like you'd bake bread in it or something, uh, a strange cabinet. Uh, and then on the left is like a strange painting uh, that uh, you'd see in a tourist office. It looks like New York City or Times Square. There's a... Uh, it's like a backlit, almost blacklight, backlit painting. And Glenn's talking, so I just wanted to catch that. Uh, uh, just like Linda, when you, uh, like, just like when you sent Linda, kind of Eleanor saying, we busted him. He goes, no, 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 that was our plan. His name's Chris. Uh, and we used him to do a switcheroo. Uh, uh, oh, no, wait, first he says, oh, no, no, wait, Chris, Chris and Sean, uh, it was celebrated, uh, and then the, uh, Jason says, is that what you want us to think? Oh, he says, is that what you used to do a switcheroo? I don't know. We're seeing everybody celebrate uh, right now. Uh, Glenn's kind of doesn't get it. Uh, uh, then they, they say, uh, let's just take the suit off. They go, oh, no, no, you can only voluntarily take your suit off. Uh, 
Eleanor says, so be it. Uh, so she says, Michael, can take your suit off? He goes, I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. And uh, she goes, this is a really beautiful, uh, actually, uh, scene. I mean, we'll see what it, in the larger scope of the story. Uh, but he says, geez, I don't want to take, I don't want to show you what's really underneath. Uh, uh, you know, this is just something we all deal with. Uh, so I just think somehow talking about it in an open way makes it more subtle. I don't know. He, and then he says, you know, I'm a fire squid down deep. Jesus, uh, that's dope. He goes, no, I'm 6,000 6, feet tall. I got tentacles, a long neck, and ju- juice, so much juice. Uh, and Jesus says, I think I speak for everyone when I say I really have to see this. Uh, uh, but, you know, he says, I don't want to, you goes, you won't want to be friends with me. You'll never look at me the same way again. Because uh, they say that's convenient, that uh, you won't, don't want to change. Uh, he says, I think he even says mortifying. Uh, more than that or mortifying than that, you'll never look at me the same way again. I won't be Michael. I'll be some uh, disgusting mass of tentacles. Uh, uh, you wouldn't want to be friends with something like that. Uh, Jason says yes. Uh, he goes, yeah, keep saying that. Then Janet pops in. She's, she has a lie detector ready. Uh, so they say, okay, Glenn, real, no- oh, they say, Glenn, give us your real name. He says kind of his real name, uh, or as he starts to say it, he goes, oh, the name of my certificate is Glenn. And as he starts, he changes into a blue goo, blue goo, which weird is like Michael raises his hands at that point and everybody's covered in blue goo, but it goes to an ad. Then we come back from that. They say, don't worry, Glenn will slowly reform and go through the stages of being a demon. Uh, Larva slug, uh, uh, like a a teen, a a, a spooky tween, then a teen boy, uh, then a a ball of tongues, then a social media CEO. And they say, Jesus worked out perfectly. we're all good. And Ellen goes, no, we're not all good. I'm going for a walk to figure this out. So she goes for a walk. She comes across Chidi, who's on the sofa where they played a Pictionary drawing. Uh, and she goes, geez, are you okay? And Chidi goes, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, practicing uh, drawing, like, viable horses, you know, that aren't, uh, you know, whatever, a uh, uh, face of, uh, it's just funny, yeah. Uh, and she goes, you know, I know this mood of yours. And there's like a brief beat there where she says, you know, because I studied you or whatever. And she goes, this is time for you to take a break and get some food. Uh, then we cut back and Janet, Janet is putting the Glen goo into an aquarium. And she goes, well, I'm done. This steaming pile of Glen. Uh, Jason stands uh, and he's holding a word search. Uh, and uh, he goes, she, she, he goes, you want some help uh, putting uh, things back together? He goes, he just finished this. There's just a good word search joke. Uh, uh, but he, he basically says, she's like, I'm here for you, you know, uh, to talk. Uh, uh, and uh, she goes, thanks, Jason. And then they have a big hug. Uh, uh, but I guess I'd have to rewatch it again uh, to see. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, then we go back to Chidi and Eleanor. There's a giant plate of nachos. 
He see Eleanor says she's nachos are like the number one human food. Uh, and he goes, really? And she goes, yeah, they're easy, salty, crunchy, cheesy. They get a little kick. Uh, the best human things. Chidi says, what about the Sistine Chapel? And she goes, you know, the, the, and then she goes, listen, man, don't stay up all night drawing horses. And he goes, I want to make the world a better, you know, I want to make things better. Uh, and she goes, making yourself miserable to ease the suffering of others is about the most cheaty thing you can do. And then she says, see you later. There's just a little weird echo coming up that I couldn't quite, uh, it threw me off, but, uh, cause she says the most cheaty thing you can do. Uh, then he says, do you want to take the rest of these nachos? She goes, yeah. So then she walks into Mindy's and plate of nachos is now empty. And she goes, all right, here's where I'm at. Uh, uh, Michael, I don't know if I can trust you. Uh, I'm going to call the judge. Uh, you know, we won't have Cheedy, uh, to, to work, you know, but he will be back on her side again. And then they're like, well, starting over just sounds exhausting. And she goes, well, I have to start over. And, you know, because if Michael's, we, there's no way to figure out if Michael's real or not. And then, you know, if he's messing things up or not. And Michael says, well, I have a better idea. I'll just goo myself. Uh, uh, that's the only way. Then I'll see you all in a few months. Uh, just get me in a container. And then he goes, take it sleazy. Uh, and he gets ready to do it. And then uh, Jason says, Michael, wait. And then he puts a furry handcuffs on Janet, uh, which is actually the place I worked when I sold fuzzy dice. I also sold those. Uh, so that's interesting. Then, uh, we, as soon as he puts the furry cuffs on Janet, she turns into bad Janet. She says, crud nuts. And then there's an ad. We come back. They say, geez, how'd you know? Uh, and uh, Mike, he goes, Michael said, uh, there's nothing you could, he could say, you know, to make things right. Uh, and they say, what? And he goes, well, he goes, here's the thing I called Janet girl. And she never, she goes, she didn't say not a girl. And they go, oh, wow. Uh, so then they ask bad Janet, how'd you pull it off? She says, uh, well, we had two bad Janets. So she goes, I distracted Janet and another bad Janet. You know, oh, no, wait, when, uh, when, when Janet was putting Chris down, she goes, I marbleized Janet. Uh, and then the other bad Janet pretended she was Janet. Uh, or she pretended she was Janet, whatever, you know, the other bad Janet helped. Uh, and had you fart knockers fooled till Glenn the traitor and Glenn bubbles. And they say, well, geez, bad Janets can't impersonate a good Janet. Uh, and she goes, well, Sean rebooted me 40 million times. Uh, and he says, oh, dip. Uh, Jan Janet didn't dump me, Jason says. And they say, it all makes sense. Uh, and she goes, yeah, I was going to make Tahani give herself an asymmetrical haircut next. And then Michael says, you still didn't know, you don't know it's me. And uh, Eleanor says, your offer to sacrifice yourself is about the most Michael thing you can do. And then they say, well, where's the bad, where's the good, real Janet? And they say, in the bad place. Uh, uh, and then uh, Jason says, well, like, I can't deal with that. Uh, they say, what should we do? Uh, Jason says, well, Sean's a bully. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get Janet back. Uh, I think he says dope. Uh, and then they say, what's the plan? Uh, 
Oh, no, he says, what's the plan? And then Michael pats his back. Uh, he said, great plan. He goes, what's the plan? Uh, then we are at the train station. And this was an interesting scene. Uh, uh, they have a can of Glenn. They have Glenn in a like, water cooler can. Jason is suave AF. He's in a suit. His hair's combed. Uh, and uh, they say, geez, we'll just try to go down there. And, uh, and uh, um, Michael's in like a, what is that called? A trench coat. Uh, he goes, we'll just have to go down there and do our best. Uh, we'll just try our best. Uh, and then this was so cute. I mean, I don't know how else to phrase it except for cute writing. I mean, I don't mean in the negative way. I mean, in the positive way. Michael says, let's go get our girl. And then Jason says, not a girl. I mean, that really says they're truly in love to me. And that was the end of the episode. So hope you enjoyed those. Uh, here's some thank yous. And you know, let me do which I do with the covers on your feet. Okay, I got it. I'll, I'll take care of it like that. Okay, got it. Uh, all right, everybody. We're talking about uh, season four, episode five of The Good Place uh, right now. Employee, employee of the Bear Me. And. Uh, uh, I was just trying to freeze the, the thing on something. So, um, employee of the bear me, uh, Michael, uh, opens with Michael's hand is in Michael's left pocket. He says, Oh, Janet, uh, she's behind the, the, the B A double R, you know, R's. She has a concerned look, but not a worried look on her face. Uh, uh, like kind of like a little bit disgusted. Michael says measly magnet jail and then says, ha 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 ha. And then at 19 seconds, uh, around, uh, Janet makes this, uh, face that I, the acting is just really high level throughout this, particularly by Darcy Carden. Uh, cause she, in 19 seconds, Janet has this, okay, not bad face. It was just a gold, uh, to me. I was really impressed with it. Uh, She's okay, not bad, and uh, not how my. Oh, that's not how Michael laughs. Uh, she says so. He he does more of a delighted giggle, and then we see Sean in the background. He says she's right. He's in front of a sign that uh, he can't really make out. Well, he's running. He's in behind one sign that's in bad place writing, and in the the other sign is in good in human writing English. Uh, and I think it says, like, when you have someone in this magnet jail, uh, things, five things you could try. But I can't. Frequently singing uh, uh, something. It, it, and my, I can't. I, couldn't, I, I tried free fra- freeze framing it, but I can't get it uh, readable. Uh, Sean looks uh, super. Oh, it looks super funny, but I can't read it. That's what it says. Uh, Sean says she's right. Uh, Vicky, uh, comes out of Michael, uh, have not figured out Michael's motivation. She does the inside inside with the acting hands. Uh, uh Jane has a great joke there. Uh, she does a finger wag uh, that uh, I think, oh no, Vicky does the finger wag, uh, motivation, uh, uh, and then she says, you know, motivate, motivate Michael's motivation is the same as everybody's, uh, like my human friends, loyalty, empathy, and love. And they say, ew. And she goes, that's why they'll prevail. And then they say, I hate to break it to you, but no one's coming to save you. There's a big laugh. Uh, and I don't know what this says. Getting, let's see, there's a big laugh. 
she gets uh, something I can't get in color copier. Let's see. He says, uh, I think it's the last thing. He does this big laugh. Uh, I think Janet says something to him. Mike White, where uh, Sean walks off, maybe getting closer. Uh, then we see the cactus, the desert, uh, the push train. Jason is just uh, suave. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He kind of looks like he could be in like a 1930s tap dancing movie or like a Hitchcockian film as the lead because uh, his hair is combed and he's in a suit. Uh, I don't know. He just says, uh, like, uh, he just looks suave. Uh, uh, he says, yo, Michael, what's your pl- what's the plan? Mike, no idea. If I have a plan, but I don't know if it work. He says, yo, Glenn, what do you think? Uh, and I looked how he said, Michael says, listen, Jason, old friend, you know, everyone's had their memories restored of uh, the time in the good place except for you. So maybe I'll do it to yours. He does a flick, and it's like it, it goes into Jason's mouth. He go because he goes, "Oh, dip," uh, and he breathes it in. Uh, then it says, says "Buddy," uh, Michael says that you know know what uh, not to do. Come on, we got to fight. You know the urge, impulse control, uh, something very something. Then uh, we see this red sign. It says, "You're now entering the bad place." Population, and if you want to see the joke, it's at two thirty three around. See it for yourself. Uh, what the population is. Yeah, then we see the mirror. There's a kind of like a depot tunnel, tunnel that's also like a mirror world or something. Uh, then, uh, we have the opening, uh, chapter 44 and town square. Welcome everyone. Eleanor says she's in a mustard sweater at two forty four. We see a Ponzu scheme is, uh, Oh, the two forty four. we see the backs. Everyone. I said, I did have to WTF Brent cause his collars up. Uh, I don't, he's got like a, his jacket collar up and uh, what else? There's bikes. There's, uh, what does this say? Retro system for Janet. Uh, uh, let's see. Backs everyone. Brent's collar. What the heck? Uh, a retro refrigerator. Refrigerator. Janet's against a retro refrigerator. Oh, no. This is. Uh, oh, Janet's being rebooted. Oh, she's like getting a refurb. That's what Eleanor says. She has a, her sweater. She has a mustard sweater with cool magenta stars. Uh, she says we're doing Earth Day, which Chidi loves. He, the, five, he got five, five uh, exclamation points because uh, he smiles so big. He says, uh, this, she, she says that we're going to do lo-fi activities, knitting. Uh, so some people are going to do gardening. Uh, Brent, doesn't, Brent does not like uh, gardening. Um, and then she says, you five are going to be at Lake House with the work, swimming, water, skiing. Uh, Brent says, suck it, Gardner. Simone says, that's probably not the first time he said that. Then we're at Mindy's. Uh, this is 336, about uh, second WTF. Uh, bad Janet's against a fridge. Eleanor opens the fridge. She takes out a glass bottle of Tab, a diet soda which is what my dad used to drink, which I guess in Mindy's, like it was in the mediocre world, which is, I mean, no offense, Tab, but that's what I've heard about you, is that you're mediocre. Uh, Derek's there. He says, oh, yeah, she says, I need some help. He goes, oh, what about my sister aunt? Uh, but, yeah, I'm here to help. He has a champagne glass full of Scrabble pieces. Uh, uh, Derek makes some good jokes. Uh, then she says, let me help lighten your load. 
then uh, Tahani comes. And she, she they say it's go time. She goes, oh, like you, you the man, my uh, mentor's most problematic role. You the man that you the man now, dog. Derek was also watching all this from the background, uh, which was another one that I said, what the heck, this is a great, funny episode. Uh, Tani's kind of like, I just want to be more than a host. That's another like uh, small theme in this episode. Uh, Brand, Derek gives himself a sh- scrabble shower in the background. And, and uh, Tani says, what do we do? Something like insert me, coach man. And... Uh, and Eleanor says, I don't know, we need some like finger sandwiches or something. She goes, you, you don't serve finger sandwiches at a lake house. Uh, uh, then we're back with uh, Jason and Michael, the uh, Trans Eternal Railway sign. There's lots of wood pallets in the depot. And I mean, lots of them. Then uh, this is 520. Jason and Michael share their fears. Uh, uh, then we're at the lake house, which is kind of super modern. Uh, but it looks more like, I mean, like, just my opinion, I think it's all, like, generated, but it looks more like a canal house than a lake house. Like, I was thinking it's, like, in um, somewhere in northern Europe where there's all houses on canals, like you see on a show like Amazing Race. But, you know, that's just with me with my water-based houses. Uh, uh, Tahani, uh, did I jump ahead, like, 30 minutes? Because uh, it says, oh, no, so, so, so Tahani's, like... Uh, she has the snacks. John says, anybody seen the lake house with Sandy B? Uh, he gives a shout out to that movie. I think Keanu was in it. I love movies with gentle magic. Uh, John takes a breadstick. Uh, Brent, of course, calls dibs on the master bedroom. Where's Cheedy? Uh, Tahani says, uh, someone says, well, he's sitting home reading. He's not into lake houses. Uh, and then Tony says, okay, well, you, like, uh, you guys have some full-size sandwiches, which we see one on Brent's plate, too, maybe even two. I'll go get uh, Chidi. Tahani's on the job. Uh, then we see uh, Jason making fun of, like, the employee of the month photos, which is the, uh, what do we call it, bear me, employee of the bear me. Uh, uh, there's also, like, a big uh, advertisement poster. And he says, is that you, employee, most recent, or like center, front and center employee of the baramony? Michael says, technically, yes. So uh, it was, you know, and he takes a picture down. He says very dramatically, uh, what echoes of this former self await me here? Uh, then Jason makes some high school jokes and uh, t- jokes about teen years. So a lot of good jokes in this, uh, these, this episode. Uh, then we see uh, Eleanor at the train station, hurry back. Uh, uh, then we see, uh, like, uh, then uh, Wanda goes up to um, Eleanor. She says, hey, Wanda, is your, uh, Wendy or something, I don't know. And, and she says, barky, barky, barky. Then we see Bar- Derek, who ties off. He's totally uh, out of, uh, out, like, he, but he's honest. He says, Jesus, it's not going well. And we really get some good visual humor here, worth rewatching a thousand times. There's someone playing with an umbrella. There's a face painting. Uh, someone says hi. There's someone doing like a reverse, uh, like back reverse move with a basket walking upstairs. There's someone with a basket on their head walking. 
There's someone with a wire bat. Those were wicker baskets. This one's a wire basket with fruit and cake in it going up and down. There's a lot of flower basket. There's someone opening and closing a flower basket. Uh, there's another person with a chair on their head. There's other people just walking with flowers. There's a dude with a cup in a couple scenes. I wasn't sure if it was like a finish a cup of ice, you know, like an ice cream container or a cup of coffee. At one point, there's a man walking and his arms are like frozen, not physically, like frozen to his sides. Like he's a non-arm, no, not, his arms don't move at all when he walks in this uh, Derek situation. Also, Derek's champagne glass, which has switched from, um, what is that called? A martini glass recently uh, is full of jimmies, I think, like uh, sprinkles for ice cream. Uh, Tahani uh, uh, goes to find Chidi. Oh, Chidi. Uh, Chidi has a gramophone in his his uh, apartment uh, uh, there. Also, uh, you know, Eleanor uh, appears... Uh, uh, like, uh, oh, Tahani, Eleanor's with Derek. Then Tahani comes. Uh, she says, I got to find Chidi. So they go to find Chidi. He said, oh, I just wanted to do some solo activities. Uh, and they say, well, geez, we got an activity for you, actually. Like, uh, we've hidden clues to a puzzle around, like, kind of like a, a, one of those called those secret rooms or whatever. My daughter likes to do this, uh, especially when we're not at home, like at somebody else's, like if we're on vacation or visiting family. She'll make one of these secure, what are those called? Get out of the room puzzles, uh, anywhere though, where you search a house for puzzles, uh, family houses. So don't worry, not strange, like not get, not places where we're actually guests, uh, at each one, each Chidi goes, oh, I love puzzles, and there's more jokes built into that. Uh, yeah, homemade escape room. Doozy. Uh, Tahani says, oh, yeah, and you'll, what's the secret? Well, you've discovered the truth of the universe. Uh, and Eleanor says, spoiler alert. Uh, then she tells Tahani, go on, get. Uh, and then Chidi says, what about my first clue? And she goes, you've already gotten it. And then he makes another, oh, sound. It's so funny. He's really happy this episode. Uh, then we're at Demon Con. It's smoky. It's stark. Uh, there's lights. There's people with name tags smoking cigarettes. Uh, there's the old uh, uh, eat, eat candy, uh, closed eyes, can't lose uh, poster. Uh, then there's like one of these influencer style posters. It says Demon Con and C-O-N in the middle of the O is a thumbs down. A hundred straight days or something. Uh, Sean, kind of in the background, like he's some sort of um, what are those people are that speak at these things? Uh, you know, in, influencer. I guess that's what they're called. Uh, yeah, he goes, "Yeah, we're in minute something hour fifty-two of four thousand hours." Uh, also, there's a um, there's a thumbs down on the lectern. It says the deem- the. Uh, a dynamic uh, de- demon or something. Uh, let me look. It says it right there. Um, uh, they're talking about the future of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, the bad place. Uh, the dynamic and dynamic. Uh, Michael, you know, or Sean says, I got a plan. We're here to motivate you. He goes, I'm going to show you slide one of 7,000. Uh, which says lecture 298Y2-C. two a roadmap uh, uh, for modernizing our industry. 
Michael comes in. He does a slow cut, cut, clap. He acts goofy. Uh, and then we go back to Derek. There's more kind of cuckoo's nest action. Tahani's kind of sad and frustrated. Uh, and she goes, well, she's saying, did you make me some cocktail, lake-related topic, to- cocktail napkins uh, with a lake-related slogan, like better lake than never. Derek says, you know, I am overwhelmed. She says, why don't you do a reboot? Uh, uh, you know, then maybe you'll be like uh, more helpful. Uh, now is your choice. Uh, early Vicky suit home, home uh, adjust to 2.0. Uh, then, uh, I think Michael says, surprise you. He says surprise in an interesting way. He says, come on, Jason. He says, I have a Jason suit. Uh, Jason has bad posture. Great acting as he's acting like, uh, Glenn in a Jason suit. Uh, and Sean says, that's amazing. You know, overdid it on the cheekbones. Uh, oh, who's in there, Glenn? Uh, he says, okay, let's put this to work then. Or maybe Michael says that. We'll go find a good Janet. And then Sean says, let's do it live on stage. Rufus, go grab her. Everyone's clapping. Then Derek, we're back with Derek. He has to self-plunge. Then, oh, I saw this sign. uh, Hawaii Five Doe. That, That was like in the town square. Uh, then, you know, Tanya just wants to be useful. I don't want to just plan parties. Uh, uh, sorry if I made things more difficult, uh, or something. And, uh, um, Eleanor says, no, you made them difficult in a new way. Uh, then Cheedy comes out. He's got a soccer ball, a tie and a desk lamp. He's very, very happy. And then Eleanor tries to be, you know, gentle with him. You know, geez, we're going to skip it to the end. Uh, you know, I want you to try some new things. And he goes, well, my comfort zone's about the size of that chair, and even its arms are a little bit. Uh... And she goes, well, I just want you to know you're safe here and that you could trust me. Do you trust me, Cheedy? He goes, yeah, I think I do. Uh, then we go back uh, to, to talking about the suits. Uh, Janet comes out. Uh, at first she says, geez, Michael, you, uh, you like, uh, or she says, oh, Vicky, uh, your acting stinks like that suit does. And then at 1410, I really got uh, uh, teary at this. Uh, just a small thing, I think, just because the acting's so good. I mean, and the writing and the direction. But here it is. I'm watching it live. Uh, when Jan- Jason appears, Janet kind of immediately knows it's him. Uh, and he's, like, really kind of acting, like, nervous and unsure. Really, her face, the look on her face is so subtle but powerful. It made me, it makes me tear up because you can see the expression of love and amazement that he had come to save her. And he says, Hi, Janet, it's me. Uh, and she knows she, she, when he says that, she almost looks at Michael for a split second. Uh, uh, he says, Yeah, because I love you, girl. And she goes, Not a girl, kind of like speaking in code. Uh, and then Michael says, well, Janet, she says, to make you feel? And she goes, uh, you know, she's acting, as a- acting, acting. Uh, oh, terrible. Uh, and then they say, okay, let's just bring her something. And then uh, the, um, Vicky Michael shows up. It's like, oh, dear. Uh, then we're getting cheaty, uh, uh led through the town square with uh, um, 
Eleanor, everyone's asleep. Uh, at some point, uh, Derek appears. He's in a gold suit now with a goblet. Uh, everybody else, all the extras are kind of sleeping. Then they start to wake up. Uh, a couple other restaurants I couldn't, a crawler restaurant and a huggy bear restaurant or something. I couldn't figure out the names of. Uh, Tahani tries to help. She's still stumbling. Uh, then Jason, then we're back. You know, Michael's, everybody's in trouble here. But Mike, Jason has that, uh, the demon truth telling thing that it makes him go to goop. Uh, and, uh, uh, the, the, he says, okay. Uh, they say like, there's a cloud, what is it? Cloud claps. Uh, uh, let me see. There's a, this is the scene right here. Okay. So Jason gives it to him. Mike says, dude, I can't believe you. He said, well, you know, I, I say, I waited. I, I was impulsively brought it. Then I waited. Sean convinced Michael. Vicky confronts, oh, she says, geez, you know what, uh, Michael, uh, you know, you know, we know you're no good. Uh, uh, he says, yeah, we, we know, you know, basically they say Rufus, ta- ta- oh, first he says, Rufus, take him, uh, take them away. Michael says, Rufus, we used to be roommates. Don't make me goo you. Uh, and, uh, he, he does. Everybody's like, holy cow. And, uh, Mike, Michael says, just, you know, like, uh, used to think, you know, like after, oh, Michael says to the audience, like 10,000 demon cons, I thought we were in charge of moral, moral balance. Uh, uh, but humans and us are capable of self-improvement. Uh, and I want to open your eyes to the truth. Sean knows it's true. Then Vicky slow collapse. Uh, she she goes, she says, uh, you know, no, Michael, you're no good, blah, blah, blah. He goos her. Then they say, let's go. And the whole audience starts cheering because they think it's a show. Then we're at the lake house. Chidi's there. He's still saying, oh, uh, the puzzle continues. Uh, then, so Tahani and Eleanor are with him. The first thing he does after he's happy about the puzzle is he kisses Simone. Uh, which gives a little sad face from Eleanor. Then Eleanor and Tahani are alone. It's kind of truth time where Tahani talks about how she feels uh, and kind of how she's been made to feel, even though, like, some of them, you know, like just how her experience during the episode, I guess, uh, and how she wants more. They're at the lakeside. Uh, and she goes, Why are you so capable? You know, Eleanor, you're so capable. It doesn't always. And she goes, Well, you grew up. Uh, this will like simplifies things, I guess, in the episode a little bit. I mean, over Tahani's whole tish- history, but uh, she goes, "Oh, you know, you had diamond lamps and gold pillowcases, so you haven't had to learn, you know, how to kind of scrape by on your own." Um, you know, but for me, I wouldn't know the difference between a salad fork and a whatever spoon. Uh, and in there, we have the four most important beings in the universe. So you helping in the ways you're good at is not pointless. Uh, at this point, it's critical. Uh, and then, you know, after this, if we want to do something meaningful like weld, I will support you. And so they have a little bit of a nice closure. Uh, then we have Michael and them, Michael, uh, Janet, and uh, Jason leaving the bad place. And uh, Janet makes a depot go bye-bye. And they say, nice to have you back, Janet. And then she goes, uh, it must have been hard for you, Michael, going back there. And this actually really subtly leads nicely into the theming thematically for the next episode. Just really so subtle, it'd be hard to miss. Uh, 
But, you know, Jason says, Jesus, Michael, you know, Michael talks about how, who he once was and how painful that is. And, uh, I mean, Jason more or less says, well, there's no shame in that. You know, I was, I just think you're a nice, weird, old, happy dude. Uh, then Janet and Jason have a moment. She says, thanks for rescuing me. I really missed you. I missed you so much. Uh, missed you too. And then Jason says, it just stinks. Like, uh. Uh, that uh, that bad Janet told me all these lies, like that the the Jags cut Blake Bortles, uh, and you should probably just watch this yourself to find. There's so many jokes, like, uh, and they're all in a row. It's at 21:05. Uh, they do say falls, uh, but then there's even more after that about a clavicle. Uh, really, really funny. <laughs> I mean, so good. I think both episodes end on, like, uh, the next episode also ends with, like, 30 seconds of, like, really high-quality jokes. Uh, so, nice ending to this episode as those three head back uh, to the the good place uh, together. And the Soul Squad will be back together uh, very, very soon. Okay, so uh, I'm still here with you. And I'm just uh, getting the next episode started back-to-back. Uh, I'm here recording with you. Uh, uh, right in real time, nearly. So this episode is called the Chip Driver Mystery, episode season four, episode six. Uh, it uh, starts with a white, uh, the white background, a zoom of Michael. He brushes off his hands. He's in a blue suit, brown shoes, light blue shirt. One of his really nice, one of the tie colors that really works and pops on him, which is like a navy with uh, some floral or some dots, like. Uh, pastels in a pink pocket square uh i mean i mean i don't know what it i mean this is why these people like people get paid really good money to do this because it really works uh and he's talking to bad janet uh yeah let's see she's in a holding room she looks like she has a, a, a like a easel set up like she's been painting uh a dip shirt oh she calls him a dip shirt i was like dip shirt what does that mean she also has a nice desk there. She's been there six months. Uh, today's your last day. I'm going to tell you a story. Are you ready? And then first she has passes gas. Uh, in a very, very very bad janity way. Then we open chapter 45. Looks like it's like a path, a river at sunset uh, in the woods. It's a painting she's been working on or they're showing her. Uh, interesting to fan fiction, I said, of what's going on. Uh, uh, then we return. She still is passing gas. Uh, he's got a book. She goes, what's up with it? He goes, that's part of the story. It all started about a week ago. And they both sit down. Michael sits in a chair. She sits on the bed. Michael has striped socks on. Uh, things were going by better than we could have possibly hope, uh, hoped. Uh, then we go into town. There's uh, Everybody's in a post-ski wear, except Jason. He's in monk robes, Gianyu. Uh, they talk about the, how much fun they had skiing, except, you know, Chidi had fun, even though he was only he doesn't like ski because he doesn't like moving at angles. But there's plenty of reading nooks at the lodge. Uh, they did a meditation with Gianyu, and John liked that a lot. Uh, he said, Jesus, my mantra is Kate Blanchett saying, Rihanna. Not like that, though, in a peaceful way. And then Brent says, geez, congratulations again, Simone, on winning at Parcheesi or something. I can't even remember. But maybe it was Gin Rummy. 
And she goes, uh, yeah, congratulations, you know. Uh, and then she makes a Rutgers joke, you know, to get on his case about Princeton. Uh, then we go to back to the office, uh, and uh, everybody's happy. Well, team, well done, Eleanor says. Uh, uh, re- reaching progress. Uh, can't believe Brent is doing that. Uh, like when he was upset, he stormed off instead of storming off and flipping the table. He has kind of changed. He's changed. Uh, now we don't know if it's because of super heaven Tahani says, but then Michael says, well, it's a roadmap, change of behavior, then the motivation. And again, this is what I was wondering this season if they would go there and they have truly gone there in a way. Again, the show is just so mature. And I mean, I would hope it would have the power to drive a conversation outside of the show or to subtly influence it. But we'll see. But really, the ability to talk about these things. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess like, I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Then they say heavenly savior of the week is Jason, how to savior of the week. And this one is like worth exploring, worth rewatching. Uh, cause I did watch it a bunch of times. Like Tahani goes to get up and touches or fixes her hair. And, uh, then, uh, Eleanor says, uh, winner is Eleanor Shellstrop. And then Michael says, I never win. Then we see the how to savior of the week and other people have won other than Eleanor. And here's the list of the winners. It goes Janet, Tahani, Eleanor, Jason, Eleanor, Tahani, Janet, Janet, Eleanor, Janet, Eleanor, Eleanor, Janet, Tahani, Tahani, Jason, Eleanor, Janet, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor, Tahani, uh, Janet, Eleanor, Jason, Eleanor. At least according to my notes, uh, there was one that Eleanor was standing in front of, but I think that was a Tahani. They see Jesus, a real high point. Oh, Michael says that back in the, um, with bad Janet. There's a couple of cool glass, like, and brass things on the desk uh, that were really nice. Uh, and he says, Jesus, best thing, best we've ever felt out here. But then Brent, uh, oh boy to Brent, you know. Uh, so then we have Brent who walks up to Chidi and Simone who are at a cafe having strawberry and champagnes, some sort of dessert. At first I thought it was a, um, what's that thing called? The ice cream sundae, but it looked more like some sort of, like it had pudding in it with chocolate syrup and whipped cream and that it was an ice cream. It could have been though. Uh, there's a rose, uh, two books on the tables. Hey, ski, ski buddies, I wrote a book, uh. And then he pulls his book out. It says at the top, would have been a number one New York Times bestseller, six feet under par, uh, chip driver mystery. Uh, the cover is amazing. You should check it out. He goes, uh, then Brent says, half spy, spy half mystery, half sub memoir, uh, half after dark, uh, half political thriller, half golf tutorial, and half commentary on society. And Simone says, Serena, half books in one. He goes, at least uh, read it ASAP because uh, two days you're like introducing me about how great my book is. Uh, then Simone and Tahani, Simone says, hey, Tahani, you want to drink some wine and read Brent's book? Uh, and, then they, uh, and then they talk about how Brent said that he invented some s'mores. Uh, uh, someone makes a really funny face at that part. Uh, uh, then we're at the office. Uh, oh, oh, because they, they start reading the book. 
Then we're at the office, uh, Michael sitting on the desk reading, and him and uh, Eleanor reading from the book. Uh, and Eleanor says, this is bad. Uh, and, and Michael says, well, they, these are the two that have the hardest relationship, you know, because, uh, you know, Brent confirms every, like, it always confirms the accuracy of people's judgments about him. Uh, then we're in the Janet room. You know, he, Michael's kind of recapping the fallout from everything. Uh, uh, then um, we're at uh, and Chidi saying, so "See, uh, Chidi, Jason goes, Chidi, what's wrong, homie?" Uh, and Chidi's reading the book. He goes, "Well, there's this character named a cowardly character named Four-Eyed Igby." Uh, and uh, he goes, "Just like uh, he goes, what could be cooler and more like that can't be uh, what do you call that uh, spontaneous and cool?" But he goes, "What could be more cooler than teaching Brent ethics?" Uh, and then Jason kind of talks about being spontaneous, and then he goes, let's dance uh, to defeat Igby. It, I mean, this again, I didn't write down the timing. It's like a little bit after six minutes. Uh, and and uh, Chidi says, look at old Igby move, and he's dancing it up, man. Holy cow. Uh, he says, what music is this? Jason says, oh, it's my music. Uh and then he can't tell us a personal story about the everything. And then John standing, they go, "Oh no!" John's standing there in the doorway. He sees it all. Uh, then we go back to oh, Bad Janet, who says, "I'm like, can we just skip to the end?" Uh, you know, humans stink. Uh, like, uh, like he says, you're judging too quickly. Uh, but yeah, people can't change. And Michael says they can change. And Janet says you can't. And then uh, she says people are bad, but bad to the bone. And Michael has a bunch of stuff. Then there's an ad. Uh, so then we go back to John and Jason. It's, so J- J- Jason is John. You, John, you say, can you keep a secret? He says, uh, I don't know. This is like the gossip toilet's about to overflow. Uh, he goes, is this an exclusive? Uh, he holds a book over his face. I think at first uh, this was Michael setting it up because the gossip toilet about to overflow is uh, what he says to Bad Janet. But he, yeah, he goes, I can't. Jesus, like, can you keep this a secret? He goes, is this an exclusive? Uh, holds a book over his face. Uh, he goes, because things here are a bit like season four dot nabby, you know, well designed, but uh, like the Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, uh, and then she, I didn't, somehow I missed these jokes uh, or brilliance because uh, Chidi basically says, well, didn't you want to learn uh, that uh, my, Magic Mike body roll thing that Jason can do? And Jason does it. I've not, But it's it just like beautiful. And somehow it's like four seconds long and easy to miss. Uh, and John goes, well, I, if, only if I learn the whole dance. Uh, uh, then we have Simone and Tahani reading it. Uh, the book, Brent's book, uh, golf o'clock, uh, solves the case, uh, really not treating people with respect, uh, even as characters. Uh, Eleanor comes, Jesus, what are you doing? Reading some great works of literature. Uh, Eleanor kind of tries to, but can't you forget? Simone's like, this is really an insensitive book. Uh, and uh, Eleanor says, can you forgive him? She goes, no. Like, why? If we're in the good place, why would I have to deal with the sensitivity? Like, uh, like why would I have to do with insensitivity? Like, uh, I'm supposed to be in the good place. 
like my, why is it my responsibility to deal with this? So the first, first kind of, this has like been leading this way of this powerful, important discussion. And I, I like, uh, it's just interesting to see how it's going to play out over the season, but really important stuff. Uh, and, uh, I love how Simone just says no, you know, and then there's some top gun and still they are able to fit in top gun jokes and stuff like that. And then Eleanor says, geez, so, so I guess I'll have to get back to you. I can sort can consult with some, uh, mortal beings, uh, 1027 Michael's dressed like Payne Stewart or some like, uh, He's in a ridiculous golf outfit. And uh, Brent says, didn't take you for a linksman. There's a red golf cart. Uh, uh, and uh, then Brent's like uh, acting like he's a great golfer, but he's playing with like a uh, cheap mode on. So Michael says, turn that off. We'll play cool old school. And then Brent hits a great bad shot, blames Michael for sneezing. Michael says, I don't need, can't even sneeze, dude. Uh, it's okay to hit a bad shot, not a sign of weakness, weakness to admit it, uh, uh, you know, and then he tries to like plant the seed. Then they go back to bad Janet. She goes, you think one gentle metaphor is going to change somebody like that? It's not. Uh, then we go, uh, to, uh, John and Chidi. They're talking about secrets, uh, and Kant and Bethany Frankel, uh, John says, I got a gas, man. Uh, can I talk about dumb shorts, Kathy? Uh, then Eleanor comes and she says, she's have, there's just a bunch of scroll jokes. Uh, uh, she goes, she's, I've consulted the scrolls and, uh, I think, oh, there's also, uh, Simone's shirt has this like cool cheetah print on there. Uh, not that that's important. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, of course, Brent says, oh, there's Charlie's angel. There's no Charlie's angels. And, uh, Michael goes, oof, like dude. And he, then he goes, how about, what are my complos? And, uh, Tahani goes, so there's some interesting word choices. Uh, he wants more, like he wants to be glorified as this, you know, stable genius. Uh, and she goes to, uh, then Simone says, well, just writing a book is an accomplishment, I guess. And he says, Geez, I want you to say it as my favorite book. Uh, and everyone's trying to regulate him. Uh, and uh, then Brent gets, uh, he goes, Geez, I was going to give you a discount on my books. Now I'm going to charge you a full 65 bu- bucks. Michael goes, there's no money here. Because yeah, Simone's just like, dude, n- no way. I'm not, this book is insulting. It's insulting to a lot of different people. And it's insensitive. And it doesn't treat people with dignity and respect. And Brent can't handle the truth. He's just, uh, not, a, he's just, he's, so he, he storms off like, uh, well, there's more jokes about how he storms off later. And then, uh, the back of the office town, he goes, can we just deal with this, like, stiff upper lip, a British way? Uh, then Eleanor starts to shift. She says, F that, like, Brent is the problem. Uh, we gotta, you know, we can't walk on eggshells. We gotta throw the egg. Uh, then Michael also says, he goes, 60 years he had to improve. Uh, and then he goes, well, where is he? And then uh, Janet says, yes. Uh, so he goes to the golf course. Uh, he says, hey, bud, what are you gripping and ripping? And uh, he says, uh, dog don't want to hunt. Uh, and then Michael's straightforward with him. He says, your actions hurt people. It's time to apologize and heal the neighborhood. Uh, okay, then uh, 
he's uh, Brent says, uh, oh, fine, I'll be the bigger person, kind of like my dad. Then uh, there's a funny joke there. Then it's Chidi and uh, Simone are talking. She's like, maybe I should still help him with some social contract theory. And she's like, why would you help him? He's like a grown adult. Uh, he should be responsible for his own behavior. Like, it's not okay to treat people that way. And all that. And then uh, Brent does the old, uh, pretty familiar with this uh, at this point. He does the old uh, unapology. He goes, oh, regarding my critically, your feelings about, I'm sorry, you know, your feelings about my critically acclaimed novel were so sensitive. Sorry you were offended. Uh, uh, Then he says, you know, basically that's on you. and then someone says, are you going to apologize for real or not? Uh, and it, it, it actually, like, uh, I really feel like the, the acting, again, was like, uh, I mean, this is just, I mean, I guess from my perspective, the reason I'm talking about this in this way is because this is, like, so hard to pull off and maintain humor and, do like, uh, some semblance of the truth uh, and I mean, I don't know how this like will resonate with everyone else. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but she, 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 he goes, you know what? I'm not sorry at all, uh, and I want some complos uh, from all of you. And uh, Tahani, you know, just then says, you know, your book's awful, offensive, poppycock, uh, and then she buttons it. <laughs> she, she buttons it with, okay, he's either got to be a private eye, a cubic quarterback for the Bears, or the world's strongest president. Uh, and then he says, uh, and, and, and again, Brent's like not um, exactly a uh, uh, character that's tough to have empathy for. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he's like, uh, this is a disgrace to you, my integrity. I'm a good person. I earn this. Uh, and for a split second there, like, uh, there's a pause, but then he ends up undoing everything. Cause then he says, uh, I mean, you know, I'm in the good place and I don't know, maybe, you know, he just keep, he's like, uh, he's a J to J to the R to the K and then Chidi won't take, take it. Uh, so Chidi has like, uh, Chidi again tries to, um, help at first and then says, you know, this is, uh. Actually, there's like it wasn't even Chidi's actions. He was trying to help the whole time and maintain some boundaries. Uh, but Brent can't handle it. He says, "Fork you." And Eleanor says, "How about a snack? How about some bagel bites?" Uh, uh, then we go back to Janet, who has a good. She goes, "Oh, middle-aged male fragility, uh, baby bush, baby boomers." And Michael says, well, we were forked, uh, poof, uh, all our work, uh, halfway through this, uh, all toast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's bad. Janice says, yeah, humans suck. Uh, and then Michael goes, no, there's one more chapter. We go back to the office. There's a little bit of silence. And Eleanor says, so today is bad. You know, this isn't good. Uh, another nice pause. And she goes, I don't have a solution. Uh, and then to, to then Tani after another pause says, "Okay, like, uh, what if I let John help me by telling him I'm getting ombre highlights?" And then there's jokes say, "I don't even understand." Like, uh, I don't understand. Let's do. I have to Google it's some sort of highlights, hair highlights, because Eleanor doesn't get them either. 
Uh, then Jason comes up. Well, maybe I could get Brent to do like to trick Brent into being doing some good too. And then Eleanor goes, "Oh, let's write these ideas down." And they kind of f- fades out. Uh, and then it goes to Michael and uh, Bad Jenny. He goes, "That was an hour ago." And Michael's got this uh, pride face. Uh, and he goes, "Geez, for months you and I have been debating on whether people are good or bad." And we've been asking the wrong question. Like, uh, the question is, are they trying to be better today than they were yesterday? And he says, you ask me where my hope comes from. That's where it comes from. And he goes, uh, that's why I'm sending you home. I'm letting you go. Uh, and he goes, this is my way of trying to be a little bit better today than yesterday. And then do yourself a favor. There's like 30 seconds of the best jokes. Uh, just a ton of jokes right in, right in a row. And then he gives her a book. He says, this is a manifesto of everything that's happened with the humans. It's got the book of humans, a manifesto by Janet and Michael. Uh, and then she goes to leave. She goes, she does a long bye. And she leaves. And then Michael sprays uh, Lysol. And the episode comes to a close. Uh, so, good night. All right, everybody. So, we're talking about two episodes in a row here, back to back. Uh, I just got to find my four forking pages here. Uh, from season four of The Good Place, the final season. And actually, we're in the middle of the the final countdown. Uh, uh, the first episode is called Help is Other People. And I haven't, like, I'm still downloading it, actually, so it'll be a few more seconds. Uh, but I, I know it opens with Eleanor talking to the camera. Uh, then there's an ad. Is that right? Uh, Eleanor talking to the camera. Ad, first year of Afterlife, uh, what do you remember most? Uh, Chidi John, and so, oh, there's, so there's, like, this little montage. Oh, it feels like an ad. Uh, like it's some sort of like a video presentation video. Oh, it's downloaded now. So, uh, but yeah, I don't want to. I get a pause. Like, uh, let's just go through this first uh, opening sequence and see how close I get it. Chidi, John, Simone, uh, they do a cheers of wine. They have big smiles on their face. I happen to pause it when John had one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen in my life. But you know, you can real if you ever you if you want to, like you say, Scoots. You know, I'm looking to project onto more uh, fictional figures. You know, really help me uh, with my emotional resonance or something. I'd say randomly pause uh, the good place and then see what the faces the characters are making. And there's probably a fifty percent chance it'll go well. Like when John was smiling, I don't know if it was just a, like it was like was that the jo- most joyous moment in John's afterlife, or was it just because of where I paused it? Uh, joy, John. Then it goes to like where the screen split into four quadrants, uh, and Chidi, John, and Simone are in the upper left, uh, and the upper right is Brent, and he's kind of like uh, he has a boot of beer. He's with two other people. One person has a s- smaller boot, and the other person uh, she has a mug of beer, and they're kind of cheersing. And the bottom left is Janu on a bike. Well, he wasn't smiling. He did look pretty happy. And on the bottom right uh, is a couple at a flower market. Uh, then we see Cheedy and Brent in their painting or charcoal. I said, is it a charcoal class or a painting class? 
Well, you know, it just started playing, and all that happens at 23 seconds, and I'm not even to, like, second 18 yet. Uh, okay, so they're at a charcoal painting class. Chidi's kind of doing, like, a still life of books and flowers. Brent is painting a red and black racing car with number one on the side. His signature is B.N. Norwalk. I always thought it was, like, at first, before they said its last name, I thought it was, like, Norwalk, California, but... uh so it's a B, but then an N with the the, the uh, right side of the N is an arrow pointing up. And I think Chidi's face, you can't tell if he's impressed or feeling neutral or like, oh, dear, at, at, at uh, what's his name, Brent's uh, thing. Then there's a guy sniffing a soccer ball, but it's a chocolate sock soccer ball. Uh, full size, believe it or not, because uh, you might say, well, uh, nice and full size soccer ball. I think it was a white, white and a, a dark chocolate, or maybe just milk chocolate. I don't know. And uh, they say, "Oh, that was the day everything was chalk." Maybe you remember the day everything was chalk. Eleanor's doing voiceover. And then we realize we're at Mindy's. Uh, Jason makes a really good joke. Uh, Mindy still has that jukebox or whatever it is. Uh, uh, sh- sh- Michael. Uh, only a few hours left in the first year. Eleanor says, "Do as many good deeds as you can by midnight." Oh, the whole, so it's, uh, Eleanor, it's everybody but, uh, uh, Chidi from the Soul Squad, uh, Eleanor says, geez, I know, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it played something, uh, uh, something, you're talking about, geez, I, maybe I overplayed it, uh, you know, trying to get everybody to do good by the end of the year. Then Tahani says, the theme of the party is, uh, when you're down, infinity to go. Uh, London, oh, there's a lot of good jokes about the black tie. London or Nightbridge uh, black tie jokes. It goes on. Uh, Jason's face uh, is a double exclamation point. Uh, Janet also mentions she's going to, at midnight, she'll be like, uh, you know, rebooting the Janet babies in some way. And then they go, blah, 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 humanity saved. Uh, Finish strong. Uh, then Michael says, by the way, on that end, and he pulls a coin from Jason's ear. Uh, who Jason says, dough, but like a happy dough. And they say, the magnificent uh, Dr. Presto, that's his performing name. And he says, Jesus, what's cool about performance magic versus actual magic? He says, ta-da. Then Eleanor offers him some s- sarcasm, but Michael says, oh, bafo. Uh, then the episode opens, chapter 46. Then we're at Chidi's uh, place. Uh, uh, let's see. Chidi's, uh, uh, everybody's getting dressed uh, in black tie. Uh, Tahani says, you could work. You, you, everyone looks so good. You could work the coat check at the Met Gala. Uh, Brent, uh, what does this mean? Brent, Brent bragging on his uh, goff or got, uh uh, oh, Brent brags on his golf. I was like, Brent brags? Oh, yeah, he goes, uh, don't let me birdies in. Uh, then he puts on a tux and a can, which was a good effect. Uh, and then Simone's like, we're not leaving yet. Uh, and it's, oh, I got to pause it here. 311. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's quite where I can, uh, but John's face. Uh, yeah, so she brings in a board. She's been investigating. Uh, and it's really full, right? According to my thing, it's like a three thousand eight, but it's not a um, focus shot. Uh, 
But there's a lot. There's everybody's pictures. She's mostly interested in Eleanor Michael. There's actually a map of the good place, but it's really out of focus. Otherwise, it'd be, it'd be like in the seventh heaven or whatever. Uh, everything's color-coded. Let's see. Chidi's yellow. Uh, Brent is like a turquoise. Janu's uh, uh, like a neon yellow. Uh, Tahani's like an orange. John is neon green. Simone, it says bias results. Uh, I think she, underneath she, she has a nickname or maybe the um, something under her. Eleanor's a light red and Michael's like a lot, not lime green. I guess a pale green. Yeah, quantitative, qualitative case study analysis, uh, events, a uh, lot there, a lot there. Uh, she's been really working it uh, to, to, to figure out what she, like she knows there's something wrong. Uh, oh, Janet's on there too. Janet's uh, like a lavender. Uh, control group, uh, what else? Uh, uh, John's face, something wrong with the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, because he knows. Uh, involves people here. Uh, then we're in the office. We see there's five hours, 32 minutes, 11 seconds left. Eleanor, Michael, and Janet are in there. Uh, uh, magic uh, scoreboard. Oh, she says, can you go in there and just see you inside the obelisk? Uh, and Janet says, there's a one in 970 trillion chance I could. She comes back, she's like, that did not work. And they said, Jesus, we just wish we had one sign that Brent has improved. Uh, so who, who do I have to fork to say, get one oops, my bad. Uh, one more day, stick to the plan. Michael says, well, we could do something magical. So let's pause it at 434. I'm not sure why. We're at 420 now, funnily enough. I'm not even kidding. Uh, he pulls. Uh, he tries. To, he pulls a coin out of Eleanor's ear. Uh, four twenty nine. Janet reappears. Oh, that's why. So at four thirty four, there is a close up of the bore or the board bore. Oh, so Simone says bias results inconclusive. Uh, Eleanor and Michael's name and Janet's names are in quotes. Uh, uh, let's see. Can't read everything. Romantic, defective, godly, something, a gesture, a oh, bombastic. That's that's very accurate. Uh, and how romantic, bombastic. Uh, uh, oh, John. Uh, hopeful, vanity, and pleasantries, maybe? Michael, does it say height and gesture? Uh, Janet, it says... Uh, so I, I couldn't, oh, oh, well. Janice was tough to read. I think it said asexual, uh, but I'm not positive. Let me just, I'll just rewind it again. I mean, we're here all night. Am I right or am I right? Uh, there's Janet. Okay, get ready to pause it, Scoots. Okay, here we go. Something possible super entity. Asexuality? Is that what it says? Parent? I don't know. There's something obscured by Michael. Oh, also in the one corner, it says, where's Linda? Double question mark. And it, for me, when I saw it, up until this second, I thought they were talking about Dumb Shorts Kathy. Uh, okay, uh, so back to the show. Something's forked up. Muffin, that's what Chidi calls Simone. Eleanor and Michael are up to something. Then there's a Dumb Shorts Kathy joke. 
uh, then John says, I can't, I got a hot gas that go, about John here that just went to relevant AF. Uh, he, then Jason comes clean, but he does it in this kind of funny, sedate way. He goes, Hi, I'm Jason Mendoza from Jacksonville, Florida. Go Jags. I was born in a swimming pool. Uh, but then, uh, Simone calls a uh, cheaty ducky, and that John blows John's mind so much he has to sit down. And they say, let's assume things are odd. Is this a test or an experiment? Uh, uh, Tahani goes, everything's perfect. Uh, and then she says, no, Jason's proof it is not. Uh, he's not the only thing. Then Brent goes, oh, yeah. Uh, Brent says, that. he goes, there's also a best place. Uh, uh, and they said, they, they told me that that's where you're headed, amigo. And she's like, amigo, that they really use that terminology. And they go, how would you get into the best place? Uh, and he goes, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, uh, but if I go up there, uh, or maybe he says that later. Uh, they say, keep your eyes open, Muffin and Ducky. Uh, I don't know if John said that or I said that. Muffin and Ducky are on the case. Uh, it probably sounds like John something. Uh, then the party's at the town square. There's five hours, 32 minutes, and five seconds left. And Eleanor goes, how's it going? Jason does a double joke. Uh, and then basically, they're like, Simone knows. Then Michael shows up. He goes, pick a card. Uh, and he goes, it's not time for magic or something. And then there's Nad. Uh, then Simone and Cheaty are in the office going through the, uh, everything. They find, uh, she finds this journal. He's reading from it. Here's a, little, a trippy little ditty about a train to Groovy City. Uh, open your freaky crystal mind and we'll have a cosmic good time. He's like, I think this is song lyrics. There's like a violin on the cover of the journal. Uh, so Jesus, there's no evidence here. Uh, what if it was like just honest mistakes? Uh, and then uh, Chidi goes, well, geez, she told me about some stuff that I really want to be true about us. Uh, uh, then we go to Mindy's. There's three hours, 35 minutes and 45 seconds left. Uh, uh, I said, geez, why does everything fall apart at the end? Uh, and Michael says, she says, only halfway through writing the purple train to Groovy City, and I ran out of creative juice. Uh, uh, new plan. Uh, we do nothing. Uh, yeah, and I said, geez, we have no way of knowing. And then Michael says, I have a plan. It's risky. Do you trust me? And everyone says, fork it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, then trust uh, the magni- trust magic. Uh, the magnificent actor Presto, he pops open a magical top hat. Uh, he doesn't say magic. I just put magic top hat. Uh, then we're uh, in the office, and Chidi tells someone about soulmates. Uh, pretty neat, huh? She goes, oh, I don't think uh, soulmates exist. Uh, then she finds the emoji pin board. And she goes, well, I guess the party hat guy is better than thermometer guy, angry cat, or smiling, squirming coil that got away. Uh, then we're at the party. There's 58 minutes and 29 seconds left. There's lots of lights. There's spotlights. There's green cone lights that look like trees. Uh, purple tube lights. One of them looks like a trophy. And they say, geez, a magnificent uh, Dr. Presto. This is at 11.30. There's also, like, so, uh, also they have, uh, Janet has, like, a sparkly outfit on, and so does Michael. Let me pause it. Uh, 
So Janet has a regular outfit on, but it's all sparkly. Uh, like, uh, you just got to see it around 11 minutes into the show. Uh, probably with that, like 15. And then Michael has like a cummerbund and tie uh, that are sh- shimmering, sparkly, that seem to match Janet's bow and the arms of her dress. Uh, Earth magic is harder. I'm here to change your mind. Yeah, but his magic tricks, like he does, he makes these quarters appear. Uh, oh, no, wait, is that yet? There's a mild applause. Uh, yeah, that's when it happens. And Simone uh, talks to John and Brent. Uh, it's only the four of us. Uh, it's only the four of us being forked with, with Chidi. Uh, but Chidi's like, well, there's no proof there's, uh, like, because, uh, oh, the board showed them that. Uh, Jason and uh, Tahani were not with them. Uh, uh, but she says, well, how, we don't know this place is necessarily bad. Uh, and Brent goes, this place is fine. And if you don't make it the cut to the better, the best place, I'll put in a good word for you guys. This is for some reason, this joke crushed me. as uh, like, he goes, you guys got any business cards? Uh, just because Brent's so, then uh, tone deaf. And uh, then Michael asks for a vote, but says, Brent, do you volunteer? He takes off his watch, which is the same Rolex Richie Sambora wears. Uh, then this magical hole appears, which Brent goes into to hold on for a while. And Michael says, there's a small dove in your pocket that might help. Uh, then there's an ad. Uh, and then there's like Brent's tone deafness. He uh, goes, you guys are going to, I'm going to own this place. Uh, uh, then they, they say, Jan, uh, Eleanor says, uh, you guys, everybody disperse. You three keep an eye on the situation. John, uh, Simone. And Chidi, uh, we're going to go, uh, like, uh, r- work with some eternal being technology to figure this out. Uh, and I think John says, let's get the fork out of here. Uh, giant holes are bad. Uh, she's like, you're trying to help. Uh, then Brent says, I'm very brave, by the way. Then they say, they go back to the office. They're back at the office, Soul Squad minus Chidi. And they just said, geez, I don't know if this is a bad idea. And, and Jason goes, no, it's good. He makes a prevent defense uh, metaphor. It's better to try. Donnie goes, that was coherent. Uh, then Brent, uh, Chidi, Baby Panda Donuts, uh, uh, Chidi's Caboose. Uh, and then someone says, Brent's the opposite of donuts. Uh, and then Jason makes a Hail Mary metaphor. Uh, and they say, two good analogies in a row. Then we're back at the magical. Brent, uh, oh, John, Cheedy, and Simone are working. And then John and Simone argue with Cheedy. Uh, Cheedy talks about his mistakes with almond milk. Uh, uh, so just let's escape out of here, not without Brent. Uh, Brent wouldn't help you. There's a lot of jokes uh, in there. And they said, why would you help him? And she says, he's a person in the hole. I can't leave him. Uh, and uh, Simone says, I respect your position. Chidi says, I respect yours. Uh, then she leaves. And John goes to leave there. He goes, by the way, that was the most boring breakup I've ever seen. Uh, John tells Chidi to shake it off. Uh, 25 four. Oh, then the clock, uh, there's like a quick sequence where the clock was at 25.14. It goes down to 10.01. And the Soul Squad's walking, you know, minus Chidi. Uh, they're looking around. They're like, where are they? Uh, 
And then from the magic hole, say, hello, help us, please. Uh, we're in the magic hole. And then Brian goes, I thought you were smart. Uh, and then they, they, they see them down there, uh, and then they're like, it's over, Eleanor. And she goes, no way I'm giving up. Uh, we got to keep trying. And then Jason goes, yeah, you could always, like, when you, you know, get rid of a motorcycle in Tallahassee or whatever, you could do it twice. And then they go back to the office. It's just uh, Eleanor and Michael and Cheedy and Brent. Uh, they go, geez, where's John and Simone? Oh, they left. Uh, you think Brent calls them jerks. Uh, Cheedy says, geez, they tried really hard with you. Brent says they were jealous. And she goes, don't you get it, man? This is the bad place. Uh, then there's a zoom on Michael and Eleanor, and they do this, like, act, hamming it up. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, man, you got us. We had a good run. And Brent goes, wait, so there's no best place? Uh, and Eleanor does this, so there's no best place voice? Yeah, kind of goofy. Uh, Michael goes, Brent, you big white oaf, uh, never change, bud. Uh, and he goes, I'll let them know you're on the way to the the actual bad place. Uh, and Brent makes a lot of good faces in this one as he has different levels of denial and realization. Uh, Chidi leans his head back uh, and kind of like, uh, you know, just, I guess, uh, belief and disbelief at the same time. Uh, Eleanor and Mike would go out into the outer the outer office in front of the uh, welcome to the good place. Everything is fine. Sign. Uh, they're watching like via hidden camera. Well done. Franco's crazy twist, huh? This, this one killed me again too. He goes like something out of a Chip Driver novel. Uh, then uh, Chidi says, "Just leave me alone." And Brent says, "You're my only friend." Uh, uh, and then Chidi goes, I'm not your friend. Uh, and he goes, will you help me? Uh, and she says, I helped you because there's a moral code. You don't even care about other people. And Brent's uh, stunned. He says, what are you trying to say here? And Chidi goes, you're a bad person, man. And Brent has this face. Uh, then we cut back to the outer office. Like, you can do this, man. And uh, Michael says, come on, dumb, dumb, faster. Or maybe Eleanor says that. And Brent says, what do you mean? And he stands up. Uh, and he almost, so it just uh, it just happens to fall on the other side, even at this one. Like, because you remember the last time he was confronted with this, he, like, uh, acted out uh, when Simone tried to talk to him about this uh, in front of everybody else. He couldn't handle it. And he stands, he goes, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. Uh, something afraid, regret, I don't know. Uh, and then he goes, he touches his face. uh and he goes, look, Cheaty, whatever happens next, I need to say this uh, to you. And he goes, I'm so, so, so. And then they phase out and then kind of freeze. And then we're in the outer office. Uh, Janet appears with a picture of margaritas for uh, Eleanor. Uh, and Eleanor says, well, it's zero o'clock in the sky somewhere. And watching the last minute 30 right now, Cheaty's trying to explain things to Brent. This is in mute. Uh, and Brent's just kind of staring at him, his mouth's barely open, a little bit stunned. Cheaty's uh, uh, a little frustrated. Brent's is still a little bit of denial. Cheaty goes back in. Oh, this one, he says, you're a bad person, dude. Brent's disbelief, and now everybody's like cheering him on, kind of pleased. Uh, 
And he goes, no, 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 no. She just frustrated. Brent stands, uh, hand in one pocket, paces, uh, a good person. And he looks around. He must have some realization here because he's like kind of nervous and, uh, Maybe regret look, and then he goes. Now he's apologizing to Chidi. Closes his eyes. Yeah, so so sorry. And they're out. And then yeah, that's when the margarita stuff happens. Um, and that's how that episode ends. But luckily, because of the magic of uh, podcasting here, uh, we could go right into uh, the next episode, which is episode eight, the funeral to end all funerals. Uh, uh, we're in Mindy's. Uh, they're still in their uh, blank tie uh, from the thing. Uh, the obelisk uh, uh, starts to unshell. I, I called this guy Tot, but that's not his name. I, I forgot his name. It's like Chad or something. Uh, but he comes out. He kind of stretches. It, it's really funny. He kind of is like really plays a mellow, mellow character. He kind of stretches his neck, uh, rolls it. Uh, Touches his belly. He goes, that's just, uh, that, that's uncomfortable. He's so much, he goes, hey guys, what's up? They go, what's up? What happened? Uh, Jason makes a great joke. Uh, then they see, so they can't reveal except to the judge. Uh, yeah, Eleanor says, where is everybody? I mean, by specifically, I mean, Chidi and Janet goes, well, they're in the bathroom. She goes, on the blue. Uh, not enough information. They're in the bathroom, the best seat Chidi's on. Uh, Eleanor says, wake up, cheaty, snappy, snappy, memory fixy. And then uh, the obelisk guy, I have his name written somewhere, but he says, not until the judge has ruled on the case. Uh, he says, let's go, but uh, humans have to stay here. Eleanor says, I worked my ash off. Michael says, how about some tequila? She goes, okay. And then the episode opens, chapter 47. So it doesn't mean that there's going to be 50... Episodes eight, so 48 would be nine, 49 would be 10, maybe it'll be 51, I don't know. Because what is there, usually 12 episodes a season or not? I can't remember. I'm sorry about that, I just fugued out there. Uh, uh, Town Square, lasagna out tomorrow, Janet, Jason. Uh, oh, Jason's in a cool warm-up suit with a gold chain. Uh, Eleanor Tahani are slow walking. I see, geez, it feels like some sort of goodbye. All the cafe chairs are kind of, the cafe looks like it's close, like the chairs are leaned against the tables. Uh, uh, everyone, something. Uh, well, Jason says, uh, 15 funerals by now. Uh, uh, tell you what happened. Oh, oh, she, then, uh, Janice says, I'll tell you what happened at your real, real funerals. Uh, she goes, Tahani, at your funeral, Moby. And then she goes, no, thank you. Don't need to know about him. She goes, Jason, your friend's graffiti to Red Lobster. He goes, oh, yeah, it's the first stage of Jacksonville grief. Uh, Eleanor goes, well, in Arizona, you get a tax credit. Uh, and then Tahani says, let's throw ourselves a funeral to end all funerals. Uh, and then Jason goes, you know what they say in Florida? If you don't like this funeral, just wait a minute. Uh, then we're in court, uh, Sean's there and Bad Janet, uh, there's like two big round portals that look like they're opening up into like a magical sea. Then there's two rows of two benches, uh, with a center aisle, uh, marble floor. 
Bad Janice says, Jesus, what's the Wi-Fi password? There's no service in here. Sean goes to talk to Michael. Michael says, whatever bounces off, whatever you say about stuff, me sticks to you, your glue or something. Sean uh, goes, so it's come to this uh, in his delicious Sean voice. Uh, a pathetic attempt for humans fail again. And Michael goes, well, your glue. Uh, then the good people come, come in, the good place people in committee. And then Michael says, thank you. They go, no, thank you. You did great. Uh, they sh- sh- Sean will meet you halfway. And he goes, oh, make some mom joke. Uh, and they all laugh. They go, that was so horrible. Uh, then we see Tahani lying down. And you should definitely rewatch this episode because just watching all of them pretending the act- level of acting of them when they're lying there uh, listening to the, the, the uh, eulogies, it's just their faces are so worth it. Yeah, let's see, lying down, eyes closed. She has a nice pillow. It's like a cream-colored couch. There's flowers. There's a picture of her from uh, International Sophisticate Magazine. I forgot what she was holding in that. Uh, Eleanor's in a black dress. Uh, Chidi's in black tie, too. She's like, this is, you know, where she wanted Gulfstream G6, G650 jet. Uh, Super nice. Uh, Jason makes a joke about uh, uh, something funny. Then Eleanor makes these good jokes about bras. And she says, she's the best friend, friend I ever had. I loved her. And then Tahani jumps up. She says, oh, thank you. Uh, wish Chidi was here. Then they do a whole weekend at Bernie's. But actually, I just happened to accidentally pause it, and, and they're in Mindy's bathroom. And Mindy has yet another interesting portrait up in her bathroom of... Uh, I have no idea who it is. Uh, and then two pink candles on, like, sparkly uh, candle holders. Uh, so that's just amazing. Uh, uh, Eleanor says, she's I have hands full of cheaty butt. Uh, how did he get so jacked push-ups since he was a kid uh, for anxiety? And we're back at the courthouse. The portals are closed. Uh, a uh, judge says, Jesus, this is the most important case I've ever had. It has uh, ramifications for all of eternity. By the way, can you sign this? Uh, Michael says, what is it? She goes, petition to bring back Allie McBeal. Or reboot it, actually. And then uh, uh, then there's a, a joke about Zendaya, uh, which Sean's a big fan who, who Sean's a big fan of. Zendaya? Zendaya. Uh, it says Zendaya. Uh, or Zendaya. Zendaya. I think, uh, but Sean knows, uh, uh, oh, Matt is the name. She goes, fine, uh, Matt, because Michael says, I can't, I get, well, let's get to the work. Uh, the name of the gentleman, the, the accountant kind of is Matt, uh, and he does a hilarious countdown. He starts at 30. They go pick it up. Uh, he goes, okay, two, one. He says, future of humanity. He has this huge game show board. Uh, it's digital. Who got better? Uh, as pictures of Simone Chidi, John, and Brent uh, spinning wheels uh, with question marks at first. Uh, oh yeah, I said I was going to pause it because actually, it actually like really. Let me see. I'm going to try to pause it here. Question marks come up. Uh, then their pictures, uh, and uh, then they say, 
Okay, I managed to pause it. So they bring Simone up first. She got 12% better. Michael says, bam. He stands up, like, shakes his fist with happiness. But it almost looks random. Like, under Chidi right now, when it's paused, it says, plus 39%, negative 394, negative 78. Uh, with John, it says negative 21, negative 683, plus 44%. Uh, with Brent, it says, uh, plus 3%, negative 62%, minus 188. Uh, yeah, but then it plays uh, Chidi, uh, let's see, 26% BAM, uh, Brent 44% BAM, uh, and then uh, Brent negative uh, 1%, and it does the, like, showcase showdown when you go over or whatever, dun dun doom like with the frown sound, uh, uh, sound effect. Michael says, shoot, I shouldn't have gone with that BAM. Then there's an ad. Yeah, then we're at Jason's thing. There's wings in a swimming pool, Jacksonville Jaguar Cup. Uh, Eleanor has a tropical drink. Jason, something, something, pool. Uh, uh, Chidi's in uh, on a pool float with uh, sunglasses on. Uh, he has a drink in, uh, with an umbrella and a Jags towel as a pillow. And they say, geez, why'd you choose this uh, setting for your funeral? Uh, and he goes, well, the way you do it is where you were born, uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, my mom, you know, I was born when my mom did a cannonball in the deep end. Uh, there's more jokes, uh, more wings. Uh, yeah, then we see Jason's on a um, diving board. We get to watch his face. Uh, there's a Jags towel. He has a Jags suit coat, uh, a gold shirt, black tie. Uh, then we see his, uh, Eleanor, Janet, and, uh, Tahani standing. Uh, Janet has a Jags hat on. There's a picture of Jason from his dance crew, uh, jumping. And then, a, a stuffed, like, Jacksonville Jaguars bear. There's Jags vet, Jags chair, folding chairs. Um, I think that's it. Uh, that's of super importance, uh. Uh, Jason on diving board. Uh, oh, there's a joke about pinatas. Uh, uh, just his face is so good too. Uh, Janice says he's the first person to ask about my feelings. I didn't have any, so I decided to go get some. I could see some something special inside him—a multicolored blob of positivity behind his sternum, a rainbow bob inside of a hot life-size action figure. Eleanor goes, you know, I'm glad there's somebody I could relate to here. Stay some forever. Stay some forever indeed. And then we go back to the court. Uh, big picture. Michael says, kind of three of these people improved a lot. Chidi uh, became more confident. Someone became more flexible. Uh, 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 John didn't use the C word. Uh, but Brent got worse. Uh, and then uh, Michael says, well, overall in the experiments, like six people got better. That's the same number of friends and friends. Uh, and then he makes a bunch of jokes about friends. And Phoebe's the only one that would be in the good place, turns out. And uh, uh, Sean says, all for nothing. Bam, you're glue. And then uh, uh, you talk about uh, like uh, like uh, talk about uh well, anyway, this is a very interesting point, Brent, uh, Deshaun, and uh, Michael says, call up uh, some other files, uh, Camilla, Camilla, Camilla uh, Jamil, 
Donna Shellstrop, his stepdaughter, uh, Patricia Cat. Oh, it does it's Patricia, which her name is spelled, last name is spelled K A T T E R T T R U N E. Catertroon, maybe. And then uh, Billboy Stephen Pelaz. Pelias, I think. Pelias, uh, that's what it was. Pillboy. They kind of have ID cards. They come up with lots of uh, bad place symbols and letters uh, and uh, some other stuff. Uh, they became good people. Uh, and then they go, well, geez, not, these aren't random. You can't just bring up random good people. We could bring up random bad people. He goes, no, no, they're not random. Uh, you know, these are the people the Soul Squad helped on Earth. Uh, and they didn't use any magic. It was just kindness and emotional support. They made these people, four people, better. And they talk about the judges like, I don't think you're using um, whatever rubber your glue correctly. They all have graphs where their points jumped with the Soul Squad intervention. Uh, Pillboy's caring for the elderly. Camila uh, started a scholarship into Hani's name, sent 213 women to college. Donna helps uh, with homework. Patricia taught Donna math every night. A learned multiplication. Michael says, yikes. Uh, And he says, people improve when they get external love and support. Uh, How can one hold it against them when they don't? And then either Brent or the judge, I mean, either Sean or the judge say, Brent got worse every second of every day until the very end. And uh, then they say, geez, like, uh, but then uh, at the very end, he did get a top recent point edition. So this is what it says uh, for Brent. Felt uh, genuine remorse for the first time, nearly expressed genuine remorse for the first time. And Michael says, this is the whole story. No one is beyond rehabilitation. Uh, Who could he have become tomorrow? Uh, And the judge says, I'll have my ruling shortly. Then we go back to pool. They say, Janet, what about your funeral? And uh, Jason says, we're good doing it. Damon and Buster's right. Uh, There's still buckets of wings everywhere. Uh, And Jan goes, I don't need it. Tahani, you taught me how to make a family. Uh, Or if you don't have a family, you can make one. Jason taught me that have value beyond what I do for other people. Uh, and she goes, Eleanor, there was a moment when I observed you and all hope was lost. And I watched you have hope anyway. Uh, maybe you want to barf a beautiful quasar. And they say, what about you, Eleanor? She goes, mine's easy. We could do it here. She's lying in a pool chair with a D-E-D-E-A-D-A-F t-shirt and written in sparkly blue. Yeah, uh, jean shorts, and there's a picture of her, uh, like in a pink sweater, kind of like a headshot almost. Uh, she's got that uh, lonely girl, uh, magenta margarita mix. Uh, Tahani's in sweats. Actually, one of her sweats, her sweatshirt's magenta, uh, kind of cream or white pants, or maybe even powder blue. Another white sweatshirt, uh, maybe. Maybe it's more of a grape, her sweatshirt, her hoodie. Uh, she's in some kind of slippers. There's lots of flowers. And you have the big picture of Eleanor. There's even in the background a You Dead banner. A tiki bar uh, set up. Janice in a pink hat. Jason's in a tropical tank top. Uh, we're here to celebrate Eleanor. She spent most of her life at a bar at a house uh, she was not invited to. Uh, 
Uh, she's making gray faces, full of surprises. Uh, Tahani says, when I was with her, I never felt so seen. Uh, Jason sings her a song, which kind of goes, whoa, 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 whoa like, uh, uh, cannons explode, uh, uh, and they go, like, uh, whatever, it's funny, uh, and they go, who's left? Oh, Chidi, uh, so they put him in his room with all the books and the desk lamps, uh, yeah, there's a picture of him studying, uh, there's a book in his lap, uh, which I wrote down here somewhere, uh, Oh, before they cut to the scene, though, Chidi was at Eleanor's. He was dressed as a mailman uh, from Eleanor's Fantasies. Oh, Chidi has a copy of What We Owe Each Other, uh, and Eleanor really can't talk about it. She goes, Chidi was it rootin' tootin' ratin' rootin' varmint. Uh, she goes, I can't do it. Uh, I have to pay. You know, I can't. Then we go back to the judges ready. Uh, Oh, Eleanor, oh, no, then Janice says, we could, the judge is ready to pass judgment, so let's go. And they go, oh, we got to change uh, outfits, because uh, uh, Tahani's b- b- butt says skank army on it. Uh, so then we go back to court, the judge says, yeah, the point system is flawed. Uh, you're right, humans are not uh, fixed. Uh, you won, and everyone's stunned. Uh and they go, Jesus, well, that wasn't so hard. Let's celebrate. Everybody's clapping. Sean slumps down. And the judge goes, okay, well, this is great. So Earth's canceled. Uh, we'll start a new one from scratch. Uh, in some sense, I really am rebooting Allie McBeal because I'm rebooting everything. And she goes, congrats, Michael, you won. And then they go to an ad. Uh, Jason says, whoa. Uh, he goes, oh, can you say that again? Because some of us might have been thinking about other stuff. Uh, there you go, this is drastic. She goes, no, Earth's too much of a mess. Uh, she goes, we can get rid of everything, even baby teeth, which is great. Uh, and she goes, what was your plan, Michael? Michael was like, well, I would have, uh, you know, just tweaked the points. Like, maybe get three points for eating an apple instead of two. I think Eleanor says something about spanks for your soul. And then she goes, Judge goes, no, no, Earth is too uh, complicated. Where did I put my human wiper out or again? Uh, and then she goes, lip gloss, lip gloss, a thing that ends all the wars, which is like a white button with like a blue LED light. Very like a, I like, a, like the old white apple aesthetic, uh, a DVD of Justified Season 2. Then Sean's like, wow, you won. Uh, his feet are up on his desk. He's looking at his nails. Because uh, you won and somehow you still failed. Uh, there's also like four files for the... Um, uh, and he has two uh, legal pads and an ashtray. And Sean looks pretty smooth. He's in, a, um, I guess, an olive uh, wool suit uh, with like a, uh, like a, um, I don't know, burgundy tie, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe a rust colored tie. And I had to pause it twice when he's looking at his nails with his feet up, which is a good look for him as a representative of a bad place. Uh, Eleanor says, wake up cheating now. Uh, uh, she goes, yo, what about the good place, or, uh, nerds? She goes, yo, angel types, uh, how about some help? And they say, yeah, we're, con- we're constructing some strongly worded letters. Uh, and they say, are we sure we should use a sh- strident, sternly worded letters? Sternly, strident upsets the norms. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, and then the back of the uh, uh, courtroom, uh, 
And the judge says, Michael, Sean. Sean does like the old finger point thing. Uh, Janet, uh, see ya. Uh, see in a billion years or so. It's been crazy. Uh, ride. Looks like she also got a bottle of hot sauce out of her purse. She found the remote, uh, by the way. That's why she's doing that. Then she sings. She says, oh, it's been a crazy, one crazy ride. Then she starts singing. Uh, and then I was like, is this some new song or, like, uh, that I don't recognize? Or is this like a song from 19, the, the, like, uh, the, the cusp of... Uh, yeah, so it, it took me a while to realize uh, that it was Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, the crossroads. Because uh, I said, well, maybe I'm just so out of sync with, like... But I said, well, this got recorded, like... Uh, eight months ago so even if it's a popular song i shouldn't know it uh but like the the it's about miss missing people at the crossroads and uh so then i had to like i listened to the song i said okay yeah it is uh so that was cool that was a throwback uh really good because oh she's singing so she starts moving then uh what's the kid's name not chad Oh, oh, so she's singing and a little bit moving, and then Matt is kind of dancing. Uh, and uh, and then Sean's kind of snapping and moving along. Uh, and she says, I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, she says that at the end, but like really plays it out. And this is where you, when you're getting someone of this caliber uh, to play kind of a like a role, Maya Rudolph, it's like holy cow, you really uh, get somebody that brings their A game. Uh, then we hear the Janet sound when she blinks in and out, uh, and the remote's gone. She goes, Janet, give 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 it back. She goes, I hit it in my void. So then the judge goes into Janet's void. She goes, oh, she, she said that's weird. She's in my void. Uh, then the judge comes out. She goes, real cute. Where is it? Uh, and Janet goes, not in my voice. She goes, no. And then bad Janet kind of walks uh, up uh, holding a book. Of course, my uh, it's a playback stat, but that's not a big deal. Um, bad Janet walks uh, holding a book. Uh, she says, uh, it's, it's in mine. And uh, she goes, by the way, I'm with them now. Uh, and uh, she goes, this whole system's royally forked. Uh, humans suck. Uh, but it's not their fault. Uh, Sean's kind of in disbelief, uh, but then Jan- good Janice says, I'm so proud of you. She goes, I don't care. She goes, I think you do. And then she goes, sister hug. And the judge says, I'm not going to see my work undone by two Janice uh, playing keep away. And bad Janice says, I should have explained. It's all of us. Uh, this is at two minutes and 30 seconds left in the episode. So I'm watching it right now. Uh, she goes, I sent a manifesto around. Uh, if there's one Janet that comes in that says, I mostly uh, send gifts of otters. Uh, well, let's see. They're about to come in here now. Here's the sister hug here. Uh, Janet's face to face. The judge not happy. And Matt doesn't look happy either. Now let's see Eleanor in this. Oh, she's off the side. Okay, here comes the Janice. It's really funny. Uh, oh boy, I was gonna try. Let me try to pause it a few times here. You know, this is live sleep podcasting recorded. Okay, so first Janet's come through on the left. It's very similar to a good Janet. And the one on the right is she just has a little bit more or less. Uh, 
She has like a more plaid look. Then a couple bad Janet lookalikes. Uh, uh, then some Janets in just uh, contrasting outfits. One in a tan. One in a little bit louder of an outfit, I'd say. Uh, a couple in very similar ones. Good, both uh, bad Janet is stunned. Uh, good Janet is uh, rebellious. Then a Janet in like a disco uh, roller skate outfit flies through, uh, which was hilarious. She even does like a like a spin move. Uh, more Janets. She does like a groovy like thing. She does finger pointing. The judge closes the portals and puts uh. What are those things called? You put on your, uh, like, uh, put on your steering wheel to lock it. Uh, but at this point, enough good Janets have come in, a whole line of them. Oh, let's, should we count them? You're right, we should. You're right. Uh, so let me see if I can pause it here and count when they're all in the room. going to take some quality pausing here. Okay, there we go. Some of them wave. Uh, Okay, so yeah, okay, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Uh, so th- th- 18, two rows of, or two sets of 18 Janets uh, arranged in rows of three. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So it's 36 plus our current Janets makes 38. Uh, oh, what other var- what are the variations? Oh, great question. So, Disco Janet only one, uh, very similar to our Janet. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, then a slight variation with a louder shirt. There's uh, three of those, uh, maybe four, four, I guess. Uh, then a tan Janet. Uh, one, two, one has terrible posture. Three, four. Five, six of those. Uh, bad Janets, uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. It's any kind of Janet in a plaid. Again, please don't check my math. Uh, one, two, uh, one in the back, maybe three, four. Uh, yeah, there's a couple I can't see, but yeah, the, the, so that's a kind of countdown of the, Jan- the, the Janet count. Uh, sent the manifesto around. That's when the one says, I mostly send you gifts of otters. Uh, she also gives thumbs up. Then they go to a commercial. Uh, come back. This is so annoying. Uh, she going to search each one of you, Janet's marbleize you. Uh, they go, okay. Then Michael, the skull squad says, we need a plan, plan. Michael goes, plans, plans. Step one, get a plan. Step one, do the, step two, do the plan. And he says, if we can't change, or maybe Eleanor says, if we can't change the points, we could change what we do with the points. A uh, new system for judging the humans. Uh, now, uh, Eleanor says, if we only knew one person here who was smart enough to save humanity. And then Jason goes, fine, I'll do it. Uh, and uh, Eleanor says, this is really interesting stuff, too. She goes, better afterlife is the ultimate ethical question. Uh, uh, we need Cheaty back, and Cheaty needs his memories. Uh, and then again, the stakes, I mean, there's still high stakes. Uh, there's a ticking clock, and then Michael says, you want to take the most, because then you say, okay, this all makes sense. But then Michael says, you want to take the most indecisive man ever born, uh, stuff him through memories of 800 versions of himself, and then tell us he has 45 minutes to save humanity? You think that's going to go well? 
And Eleanor says he's our only chance. Uh, wake him up. Uh, then the judge again uh, emphasizes the clock because she pops out of a Janet. She goes, uh, next. Uh, and then we zoom on Chidi and the episode comes to an end. So I don't know if we'll get a ninth episode before the holidays or a ninth and a tenth episode before the holidays or not. I don't know what, how long we'll be waiting to find out what happens next, but I know I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, good night.